And I believe that here he was getting old. It's one last service for Zog. Go, go do what you're going to do. Go ahead and gun down, well, whatever you can find in the parking lot. Don't go in the parking lot. Or don't go into the buildings and actually shoot even some old kikes. Just gun down some wigger or angle seeds or tards that you see, whatever you see. You know, in the parking lot, so he shoots a fat old, you know, it looks like, you know, might be Anglum Steve's Oklahoma. It's from around, oh, not too far down the road, Afton, Oklahoma, which is about, mm, I think, what, 40, 50 miles down the road. I think it's in Ottawa County. That's where the Johnny Tonto Britons come from, the Johnny Tonto Britons. So, uh, <laughs> so in any case, you know, the Johnny Tonti, Tonto Pentecostal Lamanite Britons. So, anyway, uh, you know, his grandson was there, his 14-year-old grandson, and they were going to sing a little musical about killing mockingbirds or whatever, stupid shit like that. And guess what? He goes, he goes, and with that you know, black plastic stock, you know, I don't know if it's a Savage or Remington or what it is here, uh, and we went and gunned down the uh, the grand you know, the grandfather, and then he ran around to the other side of the car here, and then used his what? From my gear, he had a uh, you know he had a pistol, and he shot the fourteen uh, year old kid, and then he shot you know shot at the windows or whatever, but he used chicken shit to come in and exchange gunfire. You know, it's a pity more people aren't armed. I mean, really, if we had a real country to which they, you know, kept the law, they would understand is that anybody who wants can carry a gun. You know, in their purse or in their pocket or on their hip, concealed or unconcealed. And even if someone's quote committed a crime, why well, hey, they would be able to at least be on their own property to defend themselves, as is their right. But no, folks, we don't have a country in which there's any real, any real due process of law. No, we never actually did have any such thing. Really, never did. Zog Babylon doesn't want that sort of thing at all. So. I think they arranged with Trader Glenn Miller. So anyway, for my gear, the prostitutors, why well, they're going to take three to four weeks. But here's Trader Glenn Miller says, ain't you glad I didn't shoot you in the parking lot? Fuck, this is going to be quick. Let's just go through it here. I mean, it's goofy bastard now has recordings to, oh, the actual chomo, uh, you know, uh, Kevin Alfred Strom. You know, with collusion of Wiggerswell on DVD, I plotted, I planned it. Ah, this was great. This is drunken Lumbee Melungeon Zogbot Tard plotting at its best. And, you know, here's a goofy bastard telling people, ain't you glad I didn't shoot you in the parking lot? Oh, yes, I'm so grateful, you worthless evil bastard. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, hey, why spend... Two to three weeks when the goofy bastard is telling everybody he was there that, you know, he shot and killed people and, you know, some he didn't shoot and kill. And he wants credit for it. 
hell, we can get this shit wrapped up in three days. And that's what they did, a little bit over three days. From my gather, they finished up this morning. Here's Trader Glenn Miller. Oh, no, Judge, you are, you know, it's going to incriminate me. Well, if you're you're saying, ain't you glad I didn't shoot you? No, I mean, why are you bitching that? There's a, what, a vehicular registration? I mean, Trader Glenn Miller, even though he's a mamzer, why he's not like these illegal beaners. You know, he he had insurance for his... uh, Subaru or Suzuki or whatever the hell he was driving, ain't that, you know, he's fiscally, financially responsible, you know, for his odd tarred rat. And now this insurance card's going to tend to incriminate me. The son of a bitch is sitting, what, in the glove box? It probably wasn't even deployed in killing anybody, but guess what? Showing that, it'll tend to incriminate. He said it was a joke objection. And now the prosecutors were traitor Glenn Miller. He's a master. He's a master of espionage. He is going to give a mistrial for the trial. Worry about that. And that is what, you know, that is what the bastard said here. He was talking to the gut-sick Guido, you know, gut-sick Jew boy with Jew-ass gaze, a.k.a. crone named Rabbi Alex Winder, the bagel Baxter of Kirksville. The Zogbot, you know, the 666, you know, <laughs> shekel, you know, shekel, uh, you know, order Zogbuck, uh, Jew boy. Oh, no, you know, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and see if I can't get in this trial when it comes my time to bladder. Friday morning, maybe Friday afternoon. Now, it seems to me the thing to say is that, look, you know, I'll tell you what, we'll let you yap about Jews. We'll let you yap about how you had to save the white world by, well, killing a fat old doctor and his 14-year-old grandson and then driving half a mile down the road to an old kike's home and gunning down a, what, a 53- or 54-year-old wapus. I mean, hey, yeah, you saved the... You saved the entire world from the Jew menace here at Trader Glenn. Sure, go go ahead and tell us about it. Tell you what, we'll let you yap for a day. Why not just let him yap for a day? Just let him yap and yap and yap and yap and yap. Essentially, don't even put an objection. Just roll your eyes a couple times. And then, you know, man, when he gets tired, I I wouldn't put too much... I don't want to put sort of lukewarm water in his glass so it will get sort of dry here. Not cold water, not ice water, just, just some lukewarm water here. And, hey, you know, are you done, you worthless bastard? Well, don't say worthless. Are you done yet? I mean, you know, I mean, you don't have to take the entire day. I just I just assume by about 4 o'clock or so, I just, so, just go ahead and wrap it up. You know, prosecutor cases... You know, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, he did it. He's gone ahead, and we have plenty of phone calls. We have interviews. We have newspaper records. He did it. He admitted to doing it. You can listen to him while he's, he's going ahead and asked this woman who he didn't kill. He asked if she was a Jew, and she said no. And so he says, well, I'll let you live. He's put himself, he's put himself there. 
the only objection he's made is a stupid objection about putting in the putting in you know the, the driver's insurance auto car. I was involved in a, in a freaking collision. <laughs> he did it. You, you really know if he did it. They didn't even, you know, you know the genetic, whether it's true, I think that's a little bit wild, but hey, he did it. He really did it. It could take you all about 30 seconds. He did it. And the jury instruction is, if you believe that he, Gun down these three people. Who you know he never never even met before. He just come across in the parking lot. Oh no, no, they sort of look like sort of like Jews. We you know even they Jews. They ought they ought to be going ask them out the Jews. And, you know he's gunned down. He did. No, I, I don't think you know, I, I sort of think this. I sort of think this thing should be done by five o'clock. You know, pull the jury. Guilty, you know, guilty, and then there's that, you know, then they'll go ahead, go again for the death penalty, and turn one of those up. He can, he can blow the eight. He can blow the eight some more if he wants. He can go ahead and call character witnesses. Now, Donald, you know, David Duck, he'll want to testify for Trader Glenn Miller. He's a worthless bastard. Uh, Don Black thinks, you know, uh, Trader Glenn Miller's a worthless bastard. Uh, I wouldn't mind testifying to Trader Glenn Miller's character. You know, we don't have any. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, this shit should be done by 5 o'clock. If you go to the jury at my quarter to 5, and it should all be over. It should all be over. Everybody ought to go home. Have a, you know, have a hot meal. Have a hot meal at home or cold cuts or whatever they go home to. I mean, this shit can be done by about 5, 530. You know what I mean? Don't you have to wait for the freaking weekend. I mean, the prosecutor, prosecuting attorney can say, hey, look, I'm just saying what. We'll let you yap about Jews. We'll let you yap about Jews. As long as you ain't making too big of an ass of yourself. Well, even if you are making an ass of yourself. I mean, hell, we'll just let you yap here. I was hoping Trey Glenn Miller would say, hey, Zog made me do it. Not Jews, Zog. I was ailing the Zog so I could get down wherever it's in the parking lot, but under no circumstances going to the old kite's home and get him down. This shit can be over. This shit can be over by five, five fifteen, five thirty, in time to catch the six o'clock news here. <laughs> of course, Trader Glenn Miller wouldn't catch the six o'clock news. I mean, he'd probably be hustled. He'd probably be hustled back to his bed here. He's dressed in a suit and a tie. Ain't that nice of him here? Yeah. <laughs> some things. Some things are so. Fucking ridiculous. In case, let's talk about let's talk about Mamzer Mongol Tars here who gunned down Wiggers. Uh what? Yesterday morning I had to Roxy had to pee. She wants she wanted breakfast. Get in there, it's around seven o'clock my time. And I hear, you know, here's this you know, little cork eyed cork eyed little blonde. Anglomestesis and a fat wigger, and they've been gunned down, but they're not going to show it. Of course, it is on YouTube. See, this nigger went ahead. You know, I mean, folks, I mean, if I heard about something like that happened in Cleveland here, 
you know, sort of like when James Wan Braun, you know, went wild on, you know, June 9th of 2009. I was out and, you know, coming in, we just got back to the story. I said, hell, that sounds like Jimmy Wan Braun. It was. And then we had, what, Trader Glenn Miller. No surprise by him doing that. Now, folks, you know, Adam Lanza, you know, Trader Glenn Miller, James Von Brun, although I have a high opinion of James Von Brun. You know, and Trader Glenn Miller has James Von Brun envy. But hey, if, you know, you, you have a nigger lipped, flat eyed, shit skinned, juniper browed mongrel from Cleveland going ahead and shooting up a shooting up an elementary school and mentor some other suburb of Cleveland. I don't really know who it'd be. You know, I mean, the same thing. Shit skinned, shit skinned, mentally ill, critter that has nothing better to do than file bogus lawsuits against everybody, including myself. Bang, 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 bang. Of course, like Trader Glenn Miller, it'd be too cowardly to off itself here. But hey, here it is. Bang, 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 and you, you, you hear, you hear the squealing. You hear the squealing. You hear the shots and the squealing. You know, until the last eight shots. I mean, you know, somebody's squealing. Some wigorous is squealing. I don't think it's a fat. I think, don't think it's a fat older wigorous who is the chamber of commerce. I think it's the louse and squeal. Come in there, bang, 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 bang. I don't know, some of you seen the video. I posted it up on, you know, I posted it up. And folks, some of you know how to save it, save it. About 30 seconds worth. That's all it is, 30 seconds worth. 28 seconds worth. And it was quick. That's what's really. Anyway, here's old Country Walrus, a.k.a. Brad Griffin, over on Occidental Dipshit. I tell them, are you going to go ahead and rethink your little stand on, quote, morality? You think you're going to stand your little thing because, hey, this nigger said he wanted to do it as a result of what Dylan Roof did. It's a counter-race war. No country here. Like the pussy it is, like the conservative pussy of the Council of Conservative Citizens. Well, head took it down. We still gotta go ahead. And why can you? Why can you go ahead and say something like that? Now, folks, this weekend has been the summer of Jews claiming that Donald Trump is a white nationalist. He isn't no he's a thing. We have all these white nationalists here, cocks. You know, like Jared Taylor, Jared, my wife's a Jewish Taylor. You know, all these characters say, oh, Trump is a great savior. Well, no, folks, what Trump has figured out is that all these Republican, conservative cocksuckers, every single one of them, essentially is nothing more than, you know, they might as well be Democrats, they believe in betraying the base here. And what they want is that somehow they want to be president so they can go ahead and essentially get a higher price for selling out America. 
Now these people seem to answer, you know, these, these, these anchor babies are American citizens. No, they're not. The 14th Amendment was ratified, you know, by force, by fraud. And I have a damn thing saying about invading mongrel kids, the automatic American citizens who live off of white taxpayers. In fact, the whole Constitution will say for the benefit of our posterity. You know, we want to form a more perfect union. Well, folks, one, you know, one constipation to rule them all, one constipation to find them, one constipation to bring them all and under Satan bind them. That's what it was about. You think that you, know, you think that piece of shit with you know, piece toilet paper would have been ratified if they had known it would have led to Civil War One? Or rather, wouldn't the Southern states just simply have gone on? to the Mississippi, and then further, everywhere where there could be, well, cotton planted and niggers picking it. And the North would have done the same thing. And there would have been a whole bunch of little bur- you know, uh, border skirmishes between the states. Or they may have just simply had Articles of Confederation and then worked it out however they see fit. But do you think they really believe that, guess what, we're going to have invading mestizos come up and they're going to live off of what? Welfare benefits? There was no welfare benefits back in, what, 1865, 1866 when it was fraudulently forced on there? On all states, it really wasn't legally ratified. It was all just bullshit. You can't rejoin the Union unless you sign the Articles of Confederation. Well, fine, we won't sign them. We don't want to be part of your Union. All you did was just simply won this round of a civil war, which needs to continue. But no. They want to go ahead and pretend that these that these creatures, that these, you know, chinks and beaners and all sorts of little mudskins are American citizens, which have... I guess a right to live off of the white man. You know, this nigger who went ahead and gunned down, gunned down these here, uh, you know, well, let me say here, I mean, I, I have a little bit of sympathy for the white man here. I don't have any sympathy for this little cork-eyed blonde in back. I mean, her father looks like a fucking Jew. Mother looks sort of like a whigress, but father, daddy looks like a Jew boy. And guess what? Here's a little born again winger here, the boyfriend. He looks like a hibernator, but that's fine here. I mean, he got pussy for nine months. I mean, shoot. You got tired of that pussy here within, what, about over a year or so? Unless you had some, you know, unless you had some little juicy fruit, literally juicy fruit from it. It was having, well, yes, you know, the goon was still young. You and Guna Guna was still fun. And uh, you look at this beaner. He's running around pretending he's a reporter. No, he's just a shit-eating beaner bitching about Donald Trump. You can't build the wall. Sure you can. Hell, East Germans here, they didn't have that much money. They built a real good wall. Hell, the Germans, these Germans, I mean, folks, if you want to see a, a police state that fucking worked, East Germany. Hell, it worked better in East Germany than it did in the Soviet Union because 
guess what? These Germans were smart and tough and mean. I know. <laughs> you know, at least a quarter of my makeup is East German. <laughs> of course, you know, they were East Germans who really wasn't that crazy about living in Prussia here. So they moved on to uh, eastern South Dakota. You know, at least my great grandfather. You know, he, you know, I mean, yes, he got a pension from his father, Walter Schmidt, getting killed at Sedan, very first Sedan in September of 1870. Why, this man, what? Oh, 140, you know, it'll be 145 years since the great, great, great grandfather got plugged by the frogs at Sedan, you know, coming up here a week or so. <laughs> 145 years, you know, since uh, great great grandfather Walter Schmidt got plugged by the frogs at Sedan. Of course, I don't see how he could have seen that here, but he was a corporal. I guess they took that such thing seriously back then. But, <laughs> you know, East Germany ran out of efficient police state. In America, it'll just be a corrupt. It'll be sort of like Brazil with snow. That's what we're headed to. The whole thought here, the whole thought by Jim Bush, is the white people have to have to go ahead and pay for the beaters so that he can get votes and so that he can get, what, cheap labor for his, what, Jew masters? So here's this beaner. He's bitching and bitching and bitching. And he got kicked out, and he's told to go back to his own country. You don't belong here. Get the fuck out of this country. We don't want you around. It's a pity. It's a pity the person told him to go back wasn't John Wesley Harden. You think John Wesley Harden would argue with the critter? He says, you know, I mean, hey, American buzzers, American coyotes need to eat, too. I mean, I'm providing... Welfare for true Americans, American buzzers and coyotes. Bang! I mean, John Wesley, from my gather, was efficient in his resources, in his 45, 4 or 45 caliber lead, tapping ball, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> it is cold through his Remington young pistol. No. But uh, 44 40. And. <laughs> So he's just mean and whining. He had the bitch to Trump. But folks, let's understand something. Trump is he's better than all the other pieces of shit. I'll grant you. I'll grant you. He's the only plutocrat who essentially wants to see America strong. He thinks he's going to benefit from a strong America. The rest of the plutocrats, the Jews, they want no America. I don't want to make the white man pay for it. You know, what little there is left of it. Now, folks, I don't think Trump is going to be the nominee. And Harold Covington last week said is that Donald Trump will get cheated out by the Republicans. Because that's what they do. They steal elections, too, just like they did under W. Bush in 2000. They steal elections. They don't allow white nationalists to run. 
But you have all these white nationalists, be they Cunthead Walrus, uh, Andre the Nigger Angling, David Duck, Druid Taylor, all these fucking tards, and they're being interviewed. And they're in the New York Times, interviewed by a Jew. And folks, this is just like, what, Morris Collette being made the Aryan, Southern Poverty Law Center, Aryan Nations leader. Now, folks, let's understand something here. It is fucked up when our leadership, so-called leadership, is determined not by us, but rather it is determined by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Now, by the way, Morty Trump 2016, uh, he might be a net bus retard, but he's absolutely correct. I'm going to go ahead it'll come in there. But here you have all these tards, including Tantara Wallace. They're claiming that oh, we can't do, we can't we can't go ahead and just simply decide to have a revolution and just simply gun down niggers. No. We need to have permission from Zog to do it. Now folks, I'm looking uh, on CNN, they're bitching about 10 years of Katrina. Folks, New Orleans would be a third world city. It was in many cases. Look, look, folks, I was was in New Orleans one time. When was it? 1995 or so. 1994, 19... No, no, no. When was it? No, it was in 1989, I believe, summer of 89. We we got, along with our trucks, we gotten green coffee beans from Laredo, Texas, coming up from Mexico. And so we drove across Texas, not all across Texas, but, you know, sort of on the diagonal, to Jew Orleans from Laredo, Texas, you know, I had about 40,000 pounds of green coffee beans. I stopped at a warehouse, which was about five blocks away from the French Quarter. And, folks, I went there, and let me just tell you here. There's, there's, two, there's two sorts of critters that you find, you know, used to in the French Quarter in New Orleans. One was tourists. The other is faggots. I mean, heck, uh, I don't think there was any non-cocksucking Americans. You know, the, you know well, tourists weren't, you know, cocksuckers, but, you know, the, the workers there were faggots. Tourists and faggots. I mean, I would go in, and I don't know, this is the first time I've ever seen it, but, you know, I don't know, you, go, you used to go to a truck stop here, and you would see Hustler, Penthouse. Now, this was before the day when they really cracked down here and made them put it in a brown paper bag or underneath the counter. You have to ask for it. They had open magazine of a magazine called Inches. <laughs> and essentially, they had a whole bunch of beaters and niggers and wiggers. I uh, mean, I don't know what the hell the point was. Maybe, maybe they wanted to hang some... Uh, Maybe they wanted to hang some. I mean, I looked at it, and yep, it's faggots. You know, now, 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 folks, you, you might judge me, but you know, look, folks. I mean, there's never been a man yet 
So it hasn't gone ahead and looked down and, you know, looked down and said, guess what? I bet I could, I bet I could hang at least seven or eight suits here from that curtain rod. <laughs> but, but you are sort of curious. I mean, people, you know, men do look. Men do look. I mean, generally, generally there's sort of an adequate most of the time here. You know, when you're in the men's room here, and you're not supposed to stare or be seen openly staring. And yeah, I mean, you know, this was faggots. You could tell they were faggots. You know, I went and bought some. Uh, I think I bought a few little knickknacks at the tourist shop, but that's all it was here. Beautiful old buildings from before, before first quarter from before Andrew Jackson, I guess, invaded. New Orleans around during the Battle of what? Uh, you know, New Orleans and what? 1814. 1814. We took a little trip. So they have some of these beautiful old frog buildings. And it's a little bit like being in Paris, but, you know, it's sort of different. It's sort of Americanized, you know, frogs or something like that here. They're called Creoles or something like that. If they're white born in the New World or something. But yeah, that's what that's why you see. Now, how the hell did I get on there? I don't know here, but I've been to New Orleans. So, anyway, they're yapping about Katrina. Well, folks, if it wasn't for white people, niggers would live like well, niggers like they do in Haiti, like they live in Lagos, like they live in the Congo. Folks without white people, niggers live like well, niggers. They'll go boo-hoo-hoo, 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 but folks, every single nigger thinks the white man needs to be a slave and take care of him. In the same way with this nigger faggot. You were mean to me. You were mean to me. You didn't like me. I'm so badly treated, so he goes in. And there are some people... You know, be at, you know, Sandy Hook. They got to go ahead and every single time a nigger, especially a nigger fag, just goes ahead and kills, goes ahead and kills these critters. Why it is a Mossad operation. No, it's not. Folks, we're playing Clue, I would say. A nigger faggot did it on the boat dock with a Glock because he was a pissed off, fucked up nigger faggot. I mean, you don't really need to play Clue real, you know, hard in order to understand that. And now they're yapping. Oh no, we're not going to show the video. Well, it's on the internet. I don't know if YouTube has gotten tired of just taking it down because it violates community standards, but this nigger tweeted it. This nigger put it on Facebook. This nigger faxed it, I guess, on his smartphone or his dumb phone or whatever. And these, you know, these critters here, including these pieces of shit from the FBI from the 1990s who did Waco, well, at least they had enough sense to realize it was a guess what? If they had YouTube back there, if they had Twitter shit or whatever, why Columbine would have been 
what? Virtual reality. Does it really matter? And the answer is no, it doesn't. But what I hear is boo-hoo-hoo, some little white girl, some white guy got killed. Well, folks, this white girl, I think, is a, you know, part Jewish, part Kikis. You know, his mother, her mother looks like a waitress, you know, but his daddy looks like a kike. And guess what? Let's whine for gun control of white men. Now, folks, let's not, let's not have nigger faggot control. Let me tell you how nigger, you know, back when we used to have nigger faggot control, let me just tell how nigger faggot control is achieved. It was achieved through your county clan. Your county clan would cut a deal with Uncle Rass and say, hey, get your bucks in line. Because if your nigger bucks get out of line, we'll just go ahead and burn out all fucking nigger town and we will we will deal with not only the offended nigger, but we'll deal with the mammies and the nigglets. You niggers need the white man to keep an eye on you. The only thing you niggers have that's worth the shit is the ability to pick fucking cotton and to do hard work in the fucking sunshine because you're niggers. But around after World War II, they invented a mechanical cotton picker. Do we really need niggers? Do we really need beaners? Can't we have a easier form of life? Because, folks, I know the gas is cheaper because the China trade is sort of cut down and China's imploding due to their own crookedness. You know, these crooked chinks here are not worth a shit either. That's why they want to come to America, shit. Chinks don't like living with other chinks. Other chinks are pieces of shit. These fucking dog ears want to come to this country. Folks, Donald Trump doesn't go far enough. At least what he's saying is saying, look, you fucking cucks, you republic cucks, I know you want to fuck over your base. I'll take care of your base. You won't. You have no intention of taking care of the concerns of white people. But guess what? I think Donald Trump is going to be fucked over. He's not going to, like Harold Cummings says, he's going to have to take it well. He doesn't need to. In fact, what I probably see here is just like uh, George Wallace went back in his glory hole days when he said, I'm not going to be out niggered again. And then would wilt. I think there's going to be a funny little Jew boy. I took care of Huey Long out of the corner and bang, 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 bang. I think old Hillary is going to become the nominee of the Democrats. I think she's going to court win, even though she is an evil bitch, even though she's a lawless cunt. And let me just tell you something here, folks. We are going to get to the point 
to where if we have to survive, we're going to have to do some horrendous things. And that includes kill white traitors and destroy them absolutely and sever their bloodlines, as well as shooting niggers and beaters and the rest. We're going to have to do some horrendous things. Now, I went down to the Grammy City Council, and, oh, there was, there was some yelling and screaming, because here in Granby, they're all looking after, I'm, I'm again called Granby Flint, Bill, after a piece of shit named Barry Flint. Essentially, the mayor and the rest here go ask the mouth of Barry Flint. It's really become Flint, Bill. I don't know if you've seen it, It's a Wonderful Life. We end up having some old Lionel Barrymore. He played a crooked old bastard named Potter who wanted to turn Bedford Falls into Potterville. And Jimmy Stewart was standing up against him. Well, I guess I'm as close to being Jimmy Stewart as any of them here. We had some yelling and screaming Tuesday night. They went ahead and passed some bullshit laws. And it looks like I'm going to have some litigation against the city of Granby. Hey, folks, if I have to fight, I have to fight. You have to do what you have to do. So anyway, folks, Trader Glenn Miller, Zog, Agent Provocateur, Cunhair Wallace, a.k.a. Brad Griffin, a weak little tard who... There's a bit of, you know, I mean, folks, you just want to like a pussy. How dare you say that these white people should be killed? No, folks. How can you say that? I can say it because I hate. I can say it because I hate a lot. I can say it because, really, my grandchildren have been bought and sold. So I don't have a bit of problem with the spawn and grand spawn and great great grand spawn being yelled at or raped or robbed or murdered. My niggers, or my righteous leaders. Folks, when you look at, if you're not a white man or a white woman, it comes down to it. It's just animals. They're just animals. I don't believe in Dewey Tucker, and I don't believe I'm a, uh, what I call a Yahweh cabbage. I believe I have free will. It's up to me to fight evil while we're here. Now, is it up to me to be stupid about it? Is it up to me to be suicidal about it? Is it up to me to be like Don Quixote or have a suicide charge? It's up to me to fight evil. It's up to you, too, to fight evil if you be a white man or a white woman. But folks, don't rely on the Trader Glenn Millers or the Jew Alex Flinders or the Andre the Niggers or the Savannah Pecky Shanks or the Jew Boy Finkel Cheese or the Nigger Lip Brian Reels or the Talmudic Liar James or the Johnny Tonto Britons, or these other Mongol and Jew cards. It's up to you 
to really don't look to the district of corruption to save you. First of all, the only one that's going to save you is Yahweh. Don't look to your state captain to save you. There's Jews and Mongols and lawyers and pig lice and the rest there, too. Do not rely. Do not rely on your county seat. Because they're a, you know, they're a bunch of worthless, evil bastards, too, here. And you sure as hell can't rely on your shitty hall. I know for a fact they're worthless, lying bastards. You know what? Turn Grammy into uh, what? Flipville. Who you rely on? And the answer is you rely on yourself. Who do you trust for strength? Well, you trust Yahweh to give you strength. So you can do for yourself what needs to be done. Anything else in this bowel movement is entertainment. That's entertainment. You're a cuck who claims you do give a fuck. You're a muck who don't give a fuck. You're a retard whose dick cannot get hard. That's entertainment. Folks, you need to rely on yourself. You need to pray Yahweh. You need to take steps for yourself to survive. That's what you need to do. Anyway, folks, I'm going to go ahead and take a four or five minute break. I've had, I think, quite a long monologue. And we'll be back in three or four or five minutes. Hail victory. Jerry Peter, who is 64 years old, it turns out his family goes back generations.
Okay, hold on, and I'm going to get on Skype. Welcome to TalkShoe. Please enter the call ID followed by the pound key. You may ask. Enter your PIN followed Okay, we're back, and I'm going to unmute New Jersey. Okay, we're back, and I'm going to unmute New Jersey. How the hell? Okay, we're back, and I'm going to unmute New Jersey. How the hell? It's okay, we're back, and I'm going to unmute New Jersey. How the hell? Okay. Heck, I'm 
you know, try the, I don't know what the C phone is here. Okay, where was I here? Uh, be sure to feel comfortable calling in. Uh, sub 90 IQ, so comfortable calling in. What does that say about you? It says that, hey, I allow TARDS to, you know, I allow TARDS in the chat room. I mean, this is a, this is a TARD-friendly site. This is a TARD-friendly show. TARDS make the turd roar. How's that? So, okay, let me see if we got it in right this time. Okay, let me see. No, I'm hearing the feedback. Hello? Hello, Mary. Are you doing okay? I'm doing fine. All right. What did you do? Did you did you mute the I just computer? did what I normally do. I just turned off my speaker. I guess that was coming back through. Normally, uh, normally talks you will block the speaker when you come on offline, but it didn't. I didn't. Well, I just turned my speaker off. That might have been it. But you were getting That's... like coming in you know, twice or whatever. Like you dialed in twice. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I thought it was myself. I thought it was myself, but I didn't understand it. Then I thought, see, what, you, what you've done is that instead when it came time for you to do your PIN number, you didn't do your PIN number. You just got one and a number. Yeah, I, I know that. I've been calling you a long time, so I know. But I just okay. had, my, uh, I had my audio speaker on um, to hear the show, and I needed to turn it off. If that's the reason, I don't really think. You know, well, that, that, is, that is the reason. The, the feedback oh, okay. I thought was right. in my well, um, and, then, right. and I then just I realized shut it that's off. what it was. <laughs> yeah, then I shut it off. Uh, I shut it off uh, mm-hmm. twice here on Skype. I'm I'm back on my cell phone. Any chance? Yeah, well, uh, how you, you know how what? You doing? I don't how use Skype. Uh, well, okay. I'm fine. I'm doing real well, actually. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. well, um, yeah, yeah. Have you heard from your uh, Have you heard from James Lawrence, aka Bruce Howard, no. initially? No, 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 no. Well, no. it's probably just as well. Uh, about a week ago, he was chasing after Obergender Bender. Yeah, I saw him. You know, Obergender Bender. I hate I hate Winstead. He's been lying about me. Uh, I hate yeah. Marty. And he's been yeah. lying about Ms. Over at the Fish and Possums. And yeah. he was, yeah. you know, the, the Obergender Bear won't allow Bruce Howard on uh, two and a half mams of form. He wow. went down to one mams of form. Over on Obergender Bender's form, he calls it the ChristianidentityForum.net. Mm-hmm. I call it two and a half mamses because yeah. he used to have, uh, used to have, you know, OB, OB, you know, OB, uh, let me see. You used to have Mumps Nut and you used to have old nigger lips, uh, Brian Rio on there. And we call it, you know, me and John Britton or T- Johnny Tonto called it two and a half Mamser form. Now it's down to one Mamser. One Mamser form. But uh, he was, you know, you know what happens over gender bear Oh, oh before you go, did you, did you, before you go on about it, I, I put in my Google Plus. Um, I opened up Google Plus. I put in the link so you can see what I really look like. And yeah, I got I got these I got these pictures of you and no no you know, I my mean, Google you, no Google Plus. I have Google Plus now. 
Okay. okay, well, you sent some pictures of you. And yeah, I know. I, you know well, I didn't but think I it was. I, I didn't yeah. think I didn't think it'd be appropriate for me to share them with anybody. No, so, I uh, just put. I did put. I did open a Google Plus account, and I've already put it in the chat room twice. And okay. earlier in the show, one gentleman complimented it, and then the the rest and Ziggy Freak had to say all kinds of crappy things, you know. It's like they just love to say nasty things about me or any woman, actually. Just or anybody. I mean, yeah, you yeah, got to understand the Mr. Sock Possum, the Nimbuster Tards, uh, Pig Fraud. None of them have anything good to say about anybody else here. You know, sometimes no. I think that some of these, some of these Tards, really, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Mr. Sock Pup, you know, puppet. And uh, what uh, Trump, uh, Trump, uh, you know, Morty Trump, 2016, were one of the same characters. And oh, what they're doing be. is that they're operating with about oh, well, less than half of a brain, and they're mm-hmm. fighting. You know, they're fighting with each other. You know, yeah, and so, they like to they like to keep you know, it going. So you know, you can keep the show going. <laughs> all kinds of silliness going on. Well, they like so, doing that. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, okay. about, about a week Bruce. ago, yeah. about a week ago, here's Bruce, and I think he's a, you know, I think, you know, I think he's definitely schizoid. I think he might be a Jew boy, and he was going on and on and on, Dobie, and he, you know, supposedly he gave his address in Melbourne. Please, Dobie, call me, contact me. Yeah, I, I know. Bruce he said. was like a crying baby for his lover. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, mean he, he, was, he never treated me like that. <laughs> well, maybe you know, maybe he was wanting to go ask the mouth of Obi Bender. I don't know. They could have to write him or call him because over. Did you hear that the the show that Obi Bender did the last one that he did? Well, number three, he was whining. Yeah, I assume yeah. Was bitching, was bitching did you about, listen to well, it? No, I I didn't. was he bitching? Was he bitching about me? Um, Obergender Bender didn't bitch about you at all. He 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 oh. he brought up, uh, you know, he talked about the um, uh, the rallies and whatnot, you know, was going on, and he did his, you know, pitch on the rallies, and at the end of it, he brought up Bruce changing his name, and that Bruce was, um, you know, and then he brought up his. Yeah, wanting to marry me and dropping that, and he calls Bruce a um, anti anti racist because Antifa. he was anti Antifa, anti yeah, anti racist because he was in that rally because the rally isn't a white race. It's all about they're not, they're not about defending the white race. That's all a bunch of hogwash. That's um so, you know. So old gender man was talking about Bruce Spur and old Bruce Spur was quiet. Oh, he got all upset. He said, That's ridiculous. He says, I'm not anti oh and anti see he tried to say he's anti Christian or anti, you know, C I. So he's all upset because of that. And evidently I guess uh, Bruce invited him to the uh rally and he never re- you know. Why would he want to go to that rally in the first place? I mean, a rally is not well, about defending white people. It's it's Obi, about you know. 
It's Obi's a, the juice. Obi's a messed up. Obi's a messed up character. I I don't think Obi's in the is why. I think he's a wheel off manager of some sort. And well, I've he does have an thinking. Asian wife, you know. I didn't know. I didn't know Obi had an Asian anything wife here. He has a. Yeah. It's very. It's very interesting. He has an Asian wife, and where'd, uh, there's, there's this guy Luke. This guy Luke that calls in and and badges you about being, you know, a molester, uh, child molester, and all that crap. Well, you know, he lives in an Asian country, and he has an Asian wife and mixed kids. So. You know. Yeah, I, I thought he was some sort of he was some sort of pervert, sort of like you know. Yeah, I, I he's definitely he was some a sort pervert. Of, you know, he's some sort of weird character, and he called up and he was just flinging accusations about everybody, people I didn't know. And yeah. then he shows up on Wolfowitz Wall Street about a month or so ago, and uh, mm-hmm. I called this. I didn't know he was a child molester. Well, I I was on you that know, show. I didn't I didn't know about on. me being one either, but. In any case, you, you have these critters, be it Brian Real, be it Eli James, be it Dale Fink, be it all the rest of them here. And, you know, the same bunch, the same bunch, the same bunch who called me that name, you know, be, it, be it Trader Glenn Miller, uh, Kevin Alfred Strom, who pled guilty, pled guilty, I and mean, who's on Megan's list here. Well, they're fine with him. Uh, they're fine with who the hell else here. You know, another. Oh, yeah. You know, they they don't have a problem. They don't have a problem with child molesters in particular. And this this Luke McKee, um, and he's just another he's just another fucked up, you know, you know, fucked up, you know, probably you know, uh, hybrid nigger mongrel. That mm-hmm. essentially he was all mad because I, you know, he blamed you know there was this guy named Eunuch, and he went ahead and in June came up with this about Andre the nigger angling. You know, Andre the nigger angling. He likes yeah. his underage male, be it Filipino gookus or pointy-chitted Ethiopian nig- nig- niglets. You know, I mean, you know, cone-chitted Ethiopian niglets. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. so see, I mean, all these characters are essentially, uh, well, they're essentially perverts here is what they are. Uh, I know. They're, I mean, I, I follow that around and... He, he's, you know, pretending to be a white racist. Well, he's not white, first of all, just by looking at him, you can tell that. Um, first of all, he's not a Caucasian, first of all, period, ever. But, you know, he does live, you know, he, he hangs out with these little underage girls, and it seems that his dad does also. His father even admitted to it. I, I was on a site where I actually... Are you talking about under the nigger? Yeah, Andre Nigger's father. And guess what? His father is supposed to be a Christian counselor, and he counsels no, no, young. No, no, no. From what I gather, he's you know he's like this one character I met in that house. No, no. He, uh, his dad is a, a Christian counselor, and he counsels these young couples in marriages, and has been uh, known to gangbang or bang uh, some of the young women. You know. And, oh, yeah, uh, I, I've seen, I've seen underaged women too. I've seen know, this one there. character. One character. He was in the nut house. He uh, uh, he tried to rape this woman. He tied her up. I don't know if he raped her or not, mm-hmm. but she went ahead and pretended that she liked him. So he untied her here so they they, they could have consensual sex, and then she beat the shit out of him. 
and uh, you know, you know, beat the shit out of him, and then ran out and called the cops here, and then he was what? put in there. Okay. I mean, and, and he had a father. What is this? Was this anger? Is this a um? No, no, I mean, it's, the same, it's the same character, but in Missouri. Now, you have these characters. What, oh, what happens okay. is that they have no, they have no actual training. They they come in. Oh. It's sort of like running a diploma mill. The way you can, you know, just like with the dick and uh, the duck. Yeah, they can put up anything they're doctors, in the wall. They're doctors. Mm-hmm. And what they are is they're doctors in a diploma mill. Now, I could set up. I could set up as part of my church corporation. I could mm-hmm. set up a, quote, seminary and mm-hmm. essentially, you know, sell bachelor's degrees, sell master's degrees, sell PhDs. And there ain't nothing the government could do about it because guess what? I am incorporated as a church in Missouri. It's a you know it's a corporation in good standing until August thirty first of two thousand sixteen. You know I, I prefer to just simply buy the you know pay twenty dollars for what two years instead of having to set it up every year. So okay. in any yeah. case. In any case, if you want to do that, and you have these characters who are, quote, counselors, well, this, uh, I'll say his name. His name was Mike Mills. His daddy was a piece of shit, just like Andre the Nigger's daddy is a Whigger piece of shit, and essentially a pervert and the rest who claim oh, to God. be counselors, Christian counselors here. And mm-hmm. that was the same way with this Mike Bales character here. And he was, you know, he was somewhat nutty. You know, but he was energetic, nutty. He uh, was higher functioning. He uh, he eventually said he'd go to trial, and I think he got what? Oh, I think he got uh, 15 years. He went to trial and he got 15 years for rape. So he might be out by now, or he may not here. You know, usually usually the sex pervert's got to do what? 85 percent, you know, the sentence here. So this was what a decade. This was a decade or so ago. So nine nine and a half years ago. Yeah. So in any case, uh, you have you have these uh, you know you have these characters, and I've seen it before here. I'm, I'm sort of surprised. I'm sort of wondering what Andre the Nigger's mother looks like. I bet she'd look like high yellow because you know the dad oh, looks yeah. like a the dad looks like a mm-hmm. you know his dad looks like a scrofulous wigger is what he looks like. And you, you have these Andre characters, has a nigger nose. and you, I mean. <laughs> Well, yeah, he has you know, he, he has a nigger nose and he has a he has a pointed he, head too. And his eyes are a little bit uh, sloped or kind of slanted, so that means yeah, he's got Asian blood. blood. He's got Asian well, blood, that, which means it's Jew blood. Yeah, yeah, that and you look you look at a, say a nigger like Charles Barkley. I uh-huh. mean, essentially, you know, essentially what happens is the top of his head will go off at a what, a 30 or 45 degree angle, yeah. and then mm-hmm. the other mm-hmm. side, and his head's in a point. And that's what Andre the Nigger's head looks like. It's, you know, it's yeah. shaped like a point, like the cake cranial ridge. You got that right. Mm-hmm. And essentially, he's, you know, he's obviously, you know, that's why I call him Andre the Nigger angling here. He looks like a nigger. Uh, so yeah. then Packy Shanks looks like a, you know, looks like a, you know, he has a big nose for a Packy. He looks like a Jew Packy is what he looks like. So you have all these yeah, characters. Yeah, well, you see, all you have these characters. Yeah, yeah, all of them pretending them. to be white. Yeah, they're they're yeah. claiming. Yeah, they go on and take some little uh, fictitious make up a name and pretend to be white racist. So uh, yeah, well, in, and, in the case of this Luke McKee, 
I mean, I you know, I was locked up with perverts, and this character, this character you know what looked like a pervert who was screaming about other perverts. And uh, hey, I mean, you know, pretty well. Why worry about? It? He was bitching. He was bitching to old Wolf with Wailing Wallstein. You know, oh, everybody says, and then here's Wolf with Wailing Wallstein. Well, I talked to Mo Gullet. Mo Gullet says he ain't a pervert. Well, Mo Gullet well, isn't. You know, Mo Gullet is a Zogbot. Mo Gullet is an agent provocateur. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a yeah. Southern Poverty Law Center. And what you see, especially oh, yeah, this last awesome. week. Well, I, think yeah. so. I, I knew that. I knew that. I think I remember you telling me that. Yeah. Well, he, you know, he got five hundred thousand uh, dollars, but he wasn't allowed to get it till after he got out of, uh, you know, after he got out of prison. And wow. recently, he went and he went and fought, he went and kicked out one of these people who had been around him, a Klansman or something like that. He was bitching about this guy. What on the twelfth of uh, this month? And uh, Billy Roper, Billy Roper, uh, what, last week or a week and a half ago, uh, cut ties with Tom Robb. Uh, you know, I don't know what the hell that was about. Doesn't really, doesn't really matter. But I, yeah. I, called, I called my you know, contact over among Covington's bunch, and essentially old Rodney Martin seems to have disappeared because his wife isn't doing too well. And I'm a big fan of Rodney Martin's because, but essentially, go over to, on you know, you know Rodney Martin's place here, and all they have is this Charles Giuliani. They have what Eli or James. They have what uh, Mo Gullet. They have Monica Stone, who I think is sort of iffy. Uh huh. And that's all. That's all they have here. It's just like, well, guess what? They already paid the money. Zog talk or blog talk, like I call it, and they're just going through the motions. They're just uploading, you know, uploading their their bullshit. Well, my girl, Mo Gullet, doesn't even doesn't even really do any speaking here. You have some other card that does the speaking for him. And the thing about Mo Gullet, the thing about Mo Gullet. Is that he'll bitch about child molesters, but he had this one guy from what North Carolina who was running around with a 13 year old girl, and he got convicted. He spent what 10 years in prison, and then he married. He married the 13 year old girl, so you know, maybe maybe should have been from Mississippi instead of North Carolina. He wouldn't have had that problem of conviction. But in any case, you know that's what you have in this movement. You have all these perverts and the rest here, and what you what I've seen. What I've seen is that this week, you know, they're not really covering too – nobody's really covering anything about Trader Glenn Miller uh, except Alex Linder. And, you know, over on Linder's, you know, thing here, why you have this delusional Lumbee Malunch, and they're yapping about – oh, they're yapping about how he's going to not be convicted – because the Jews made him gun down, well, some wiggers who were in the Jew, you know, uh, in the Jew parking lot. I mean, you know, this is, you know, this is oh, delusional thinking. It is delusional thinking. But well, they'll drag it out to keep, keep it entertainment. You see, because it's really like big entertainment. It keeps everybody riled up while, you know, the real stuff is going on. You know, um, you know, it's, it's heated. 
Well, you didn't. Are you there? Oh, yeah, oh I wanted to say I'll, this. I'll, I'll I wanted to, I was you know. The, I was, never mind. I was looking at the chat here. I glanced over at the chat. People are uh, going in and out. Guests are coming in. Um, probably hearing that I'm on the line. I'm not, no, yeah. not talking, so they want to know what I'm going to say. Um, you know, like last week, uh, I mean, Bruce is, um, he's, he's had all of his channels closed down. His juice co- closed down his YouTube, all of them. He said, Maybe they, they did. Maybe they. No, they what did. With Bruce, though. Or Bruce. Yeah, Bruce. He, Bruce you know, I, he, he, well, let me tell you what else he did. So on his, uh, he he's got his, he put his Skype address on his um, Google Chrome and um, asked everybody, white nationalists, to call him. So, you know, anybody can call him now. So, and now he's in the other chat rooms, he's doing the same thing, asking uh, especially women if they could call him on Skype. And he gives them his Skype address. So, okay. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, you know, I, I talked to um, Bruce's dad, and, um, you know, I also saw videos of him. And, he, and his father looks extremely Jewish. And not only does his father look Jewish, but his grandfather on his mom's side looks Jewish. So I'm wondering I, if... I think- I think, I, I'm wondering I if they think. took a video. They took YouTube down because he had family photos and videos up there, which would reveal that Bruce is Jewish. He's got Jewish bloodline. So, I think Bruce. I think I think Bruce is a little fucked up, too, boy. I mean, he's a paranoid schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's you know he, he's he's just simply nut. He's just simply he's just simply nuts here. Very right first yeah, pussy yeah. got was from some kikus named Sarah. I mean... Yeah, but I don't know if that he, was her he, name or he wasn't, you know, somebody else. You know, it couldn't have been Sarah. I think he makes up stuff like his friend... Yeah, he does. He does. You, yeah. you yeah. never know. You never know what the hell the truth is. I mean, what you do know is that about everybody who uh, comes in contact with him, be it... You know, be it Obi Gender Bender, or be it, you know, myself, be it Johnny Tonto Britton, be it whoever, you know, they realize is that, hey, the, you know, this, you know, this little possibly Jew boy, he's fucked up in the head. He's fucked up in the head, and he'll turn on you. And I had tattered flag bitching at me. Why didn't you turn on Bruce Sooner? I says, well, I was hoping to get a few more miles out of him here. Well, Morton, did you get any more miles? I said, no, he, you know, it just got to where I just got tired. I just got tired of the stupid shit. And essentially, I had to think as if for once, oh, the gender bender is right here. I mean, once he, once he goes ahead and fucks you over here, why, you can't really trust him here. Now, right now. No, you can't. You know, right now, just, right yeah, now, yeah, he's yeah. with, you know, mm-hmm. he's gone back to, uh, he's gone back to uh, what? Uh, you know, to where here he is with this Luke McKee, Mamzer, Chomo, and he's with all these other tards. And, you know, they're letting Bruce, you know, they're letting, you know, they're letting Bruce were on. But sooner or later, Bruce will, you know, old Fink will catch Bruce saying some bad shit about him. That Jew boy will, 
you know, rant and rave and cut Bruce off here so I'm never going to fuck with him again. And that might very well be the case. Essentially, what, what happens is that Bruce is, you know, you know poor old, we'll call him Bruce for James Morris, whatever. Bruce for fucking That is his ass. real name, his real name. That's not his full name, but that's James. his real first name and middle name. Okay. Anyway, you know, he's, you know, does he have a Jew last name? Yeah, he has a last name, but he won't divulge that. But there are tons of Jew Lawrences on YouTube. There's tons of them. And there's a black one on there, too, named James Lawrence. Well, yeah. Jeremy, I mean, that's another, a common name. Another Jew like, name, you know, name is sort of like Ron Paul. I mean, yeah. Paul's the first name. Ron is the first name. I mean, Jews end up having first and last mm-hmm. names, which are really belong as first names here. I mean, no, there's like tons niggas. of them. Like there's niggas. close to 50 names of James Lawrence on YouTube. Okay, well, see, you know, sort of like a name like Lawrence Welk. I mean, you can tell old Lawrence Welk, he's a, he's a Norwegian from North Dakota. Probably a speaking mm-hmm. Norwegian from North Dakota. Welk is not, you know, you know, is not a first name here. So, hey. Oh, Lawrence I know his last name. name. I'm just not going to divulge it. I won't no, do no that. Need, no need. No need. No, I, there's no and way I mean, just, will I divulge his last name. Okay, no need, no need to divulge it here. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah, I mean, I went ahead and look. I mean, I mean, you know, shit. When he gets eighteen or nineteen here, I mean, when he's eighteen, he's a little bit strange. And then he reaches nineteen, and he's putting up strange shit. Apropos <laughs> nothing. Strange shit. Apropos nothing. I got followed by this nigger. I called a nigger in the subway, and he followed me home. And then the cops got involved. And I'm yeah, thinking, you dumbass, like you dumbass, don't get enough it. sense. If you're yeah. going to go ahead and call a nigger a nigger in a place like Australia, you know, don't you have yeah. enough fucking sense? You know, can't you outsmart a nigger by essentially jumping off the train the last minute here and then let the nigger go on to the next station while you go ahead and take a different train? I mean, he followed him all the way home with his parents. Yes, well, then why the hell I mean, you, you know, why I mean, did you help bring that nigger in a nice neighborhood? I mean, his parents obviously have money. And the neighborhood that he lives in is called Brighton. And he's like two blocks from the, uh, the bay where all these big yachts are in the ocean. And, um, you know, when he oh, takes these walks and he comes across... Hasidic Jews, and he calls them, you know, names. You know, so I believe he lives in a neighborhood where there are a lot of Jews around because he lives in a very plush neighborhood. Well, probably you know, say that. He's kind of like a spoiled little brat. He's never, nobody's ever said no to him. He has his way and does what he wants. Well, see the other Jews. No, he's one of theirs, and they know that shit. We're, we are subjects you know, they just, to you know, they don't, And essentially... Yeah. Poor little Jimmy, he's just a little self-loathing, little schizoid, paranoid, paranoid schizophrenic Jew boy. Essentially, don't worry about him. I mean, good thing in Australia, why little crazy little Jew boys like that? I got you know, by a, have access to a psychopath. Oh, okay, now, so what are we gonna? Well, I don't know yeah. if he's really a psychopath. I mean, he's just. I I, I wouldn't hurt Bruce Freeman because I really loved him. So I, you know, I'm not going to do that. I understand he's got that. Well, no, no so. he, he's fucked up. He's fucked up in the head. Yeah. And essentially, you yeah, know, Tyler Flagg was bitching at me. Why didn't you dump him sooner? So he's well, looking for. He's him. looking for another. He's looking for another woman now. So. 
I'm sure he's looking get... for whatever. He's looking for whatever will fuck him here. I mean, yeah, if you go ahead and find some slap pussy that fuck him, hey, <laughs> hey, he get yellow, he get yellow fever here. I mean, uh-huh. he was into he was into you because hey, you know he got oh, tired he of these to, You do know what happened. I want you to realize this: that he pursued me for a long time. I never pursued him. He listened okay. to my he listened to our shows with that uh, way back when and and. Um, 2011 and 20 or 2012 when I was on with Logan, mm-hmm. and he listened to that and he kept saying he had to meet me. He just had to meet me, and um, so when I would get in the the chat rooms like for instance like uh, Wickstrom, he um, he started pursuing me, calling you know saying you know he wanted to talk to me and he fell in love with me and he was dying to meet me and all this garbage. So he just really, he really pursued me, okay? I didn't know pursuing. I had no intentions of uh, pursuing this young man, not at all, ever. Okay. So, well, so he, I, I he mean, did. I really, you know, I want you you people to understand that. I am not a whore. I did not go after he, Bruce. Bruce came after me. This is his, this is his M.O. This is yeah, what he's he does. He's a self-loathing. He forces self-loathing. himself. He's forces himself on especially women and he's trying to do it to a woman a married woman with three kids okay three sons oh now he is wants, he? yeah, yeah. he wants her to call him on skype now you know i and i put in the chat room and i was in as the guest i said why would you want why would you to to the woman why would a woman who is married with three children, want to be calling and talking to you, a young single man. Oh, I have it on my website, on my Google, and anybody can call me, anybody. I'm a national socialist. Well, that's how you open doors to, you know, get in trouble and steal somebody's wife, you know? Well, um, he's begging for he's begging for an ass whooping. I you know I don't think he's that tough. He might be young. Uh, he might take an ass whooping really good. He, here, he's you know? not. He might too, take a head funky real good. He doesn't but, have any smarts that way. I mean, it's like there's no there's no. Well, he's, he's, begging, he's begging. He's begging for a two by four, or whatever you know, whatever size lumber, or a baseball yeah. bat, or a rock, or a stick, <laughs> or whatever he's. Yeah, you know, or fist. He's begging for an ass whooping when well, you go around. Well, somebody who will take who will whip him. It won't be a, uh, a. It might be a woman. Uh, it might be. But I don't, I don't know. know. He, you know. But you I know, mean, um, just, I'm not lying, Siegfried. This is the honest to God truth. So Siegfried wants to make me a whore and a slut and all this stuff. You know. I mean, I'm telling well, you the truth. Uh, uh, Tester, I'm telling you the complete truth. I never. Oh, I, don't doubt, I don't doubt it. I mean, ever. Gotten, and neither did I pursue. Neither did I pursue Logan. Logan called me constantly. I never once called him. Well, see, Logan. But that was a different. Yeah. That was a different situation. Totally different. Dewey, you know, Dewey Tucker explained to me what happened. I mean, you know, Christmas in 2012, and I was, you know, I was. You know, he was supposed to come see me, but there was no talk about bringing any any women. He was supposed to, you know, be at the yeah, seminary. Yeah, well, you see, he, he wanted me to come and live with him. He brings an old woman 
Who yeah, needs to put an oxygen mask? Mask yeah, and mask. You know, pretty well. Do we explain to him is that hey, Logan wants to see. Logan I wants didn't to say see anything Branson. against you know. I mean, listen, you people, stop calling me names. I'm talking. Logan has done nothing to Linstead. Okay, I never said no, I mean, that. I, I Why I don't just, you people you know, listen to what I say and not what no, you no, want no, me Logan. to say? Well, oh, yeah, we, I'm not, uh, well, I am innocent in this matter. So, yeah, no, I am. No, Logan, so, Logan, uh, Logan was supposed to come over. Yeah, Logan was trying to help me to get out of here. That's all. Okay. That anyway, was the reason. He, uh, he, he bought this old, old, old woman. You know, she said she was 48, and Roxanne said, she had a Yeah, I remember you telling me this, and I saw a picture well, no, of her I, on I, Facebook. I, I know who she was. Yeah, you know, I, I know, I, I know. Let's not, you know. let's not talk about this. Let's not talk about. Let's not talk about this until what? Six months later, at the end of June 2013, and then he, he had to it. talk about. It. He had to talk about. It. So okay, we'll talk about. It. That's what you want to do. And then about two weeks later, you know, we we gotten done with the book and Jasher, and he blows up. He blows up because I say that this character named Rocky Newell was perfectly justified in gunning down these pieces of shit that stole his property. You know, went, went ahead and made a whole bunch of bullshit laws, and then they, 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 they. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I remember exactly so that. I, you know, yeah. He was yapping, yapping, yapping. He didn't yapping, have yapping. either. Or, yeah, I remember. And he, he didn't have a toilet. And they, mm-hmm. Yeah, he shit. He shit in the bucket here. Well, big yeah, deal. they and they right. were trying, and they stole his property because you they know, stole his property. So yeah. he got mad. He got well, mad, yeah. and he gunned down. He went in, got, shot five of the bastards, killed three of them. I said, shit, he should have killed all the cocksuckers. Now, that, that could have been another stage event, but, you know. But, you know, that, well, that's, that's what, what I said. And, and essentially, Logan just had a shit fit. And I'm thinking, what the fuck? What the hell are we having this argument for? I mean, look, if, you know, I believe that a person's property is a person's property. That's why I'm fighting with these Cocksuckers and Grammy. They don't give a shit. Uh, they don't give a shit about that. Stepfather, Logan's stepfather called the um, um, public health on Logan because he didn't clean up his yard or his deck or something around his house. So uh, he was warm. And he's real sensitive about that, I'm sure. Maybe you know. he is. I didn't know that yeah. about that. But and you didn't, you didn't it, know that, but that's... Someone's property yeah. is their mm-hmm. property, and anybody who fucks with it, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they ought, they ought to be gunned down. You know, they ought to be gunned down when they piss people off and they try to, you know, essentially steal under color of law. They're traitors, and they need to be gunned down. Yeah, that's what's you know what going mean? on, and that's really what it was. Well, and, it, and it is happening he, more and more. And I mean, it almost happened to... This country... It almost happened to Logan with his mother across the street married to this man that he's been married four times. He's the one that called the public health on Logan. So, you know, he's he's probably very nervous about me, and I really don't blame him. But you didn't know that, so, you know. No, I didn't know that. I mean, I haven't talked to Logan since, what, 2000, late 2013. He was going to build... He was going to build an extra story, you know, you know, story to his uh, to his barn. He was going to store his shit on the underneath here, and then yeah, he was going to have. I call mm-hmm. it CI Grand Old Opry, 
You know, because yeah. he lives around Nashville. I was going to call him. He did. I grabbed the offer. And he was yeah. bitching. He was bitching that he made a deal with some Anglo Mestizos, and they they didn't do a very good job. He was bitching about that. Yes, yeah, yeah, he did it. Yeah. So anyway, you have you have these people who, you know, look, this country has more oh. and more and more fucking yeah. nuts. And you have these people saying it was a Mossad plot. A Mossad plot when the other day, you know, just yesterday or whatever, you know, here's this nigger faggot, nigger faggot, you know, getting pissed off here, and he guns down this, you know, I think she's a mamsrous, you know, mamsrous kikos and this, you know, fat wigger uh, cameraman. That, that and could be another stage you know, event. They do all this stuff, you see. This is all, well, I mean, they, they actors, you know, I just mean, about all the shootings I mean, have all been fake. They've all been staged, and these stupid Stupid people want to believe it. They can't. They don't know what's real okay. and what's not well, real. Well, all right. You think it's fake? Yeah, they want to I take think... the guns away. So now going well, to. Well, yeah, that's know. that's what they're yap. That's what they're yapping yeah. about. They always want. But 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 on the other hand, yeah. How are they going to take away three hundred or four hundred million guns owned by a hundred million white men? I mean, shoot, if they go door to door, that's just going to be a sign to start gunning these cocksuckers down. You know what I mean? I, I mean, well, all these, you know, all these, yeah, I but, mean, you know, these they're, they're going to come in, they're going to come in with troops. These are going to be UN troops. They're not even going to be, and uh, they're not even going to speak English. Don't worry about it. They will, that's what's happening. They're, you know, so, <laughs> you know, they just keep, keep going to the football games, keep, you know, drinking beer and partying because your life is over. There is no freedom in this country. Oh, I wanted to bring up something. I was in New Orleans many times. And uh, I was in Louisiana. You were talking about, um, oh, shoot. Sandy, no, what was the um, hurricane that hit? Katrina. Katrina. Okay, I was in Hurricane Audrey when I was 13 years old. Central Louisiana when that hit. And that wiped out almost 2,000 people on the coast of Louisiana. A whole, whole community gone when that storm came through. Yeah. And and I was in New Orleans with my mom. At, I was 13 years old. And there were, New Orleans was full of bags then. It was all then. Well, yeah, so that's I have, what I said. I mean, this was way back in 1989. I'm, yeah, delivering well, I'm, 50, 50, I'm delivering a load of coffee. I'm delivering a load of coffee beans. and you know, when I was like 13, and then I've been back again. My, you know, I've been back there a number because I got okay, well, my mother. I, my mother was born and raised in Pineville, Louisiana, which is 200 miles north of New Orleans. And okay. Well, you know, I, I've and, never, I, I've never been in New Orleans before, but mm-hmm. I go there. I mean, I've heard about the fabled French Quarter. And you know, pretty well I go there and the only you know, you know, there's not that many niggers here. They live on the outskirts of the French Quarter. It costs more than they can afford, but like you know, like I said here is that there's you know, there's tourists there. And I really was a tourist. You know, I mean I parked the truck about Oh, five, six blocks at the warehouse. They said, you don't want to be there after dark because last week uh, a yeah. man was found riddled with a, with a mm-hmm. Tech 9 submachine gun 
from a drug deal gone bad, so you don't want to stay there after dark. I said, well, I'll be gone. I'll be gone before then, but I wanted to go to the famous French Quarter. So I went there, and there were only two types of people there. There were tourists, and there were faggots. And essentially, I was a tourist. <laughs> oh, really? So, well, you're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what else. I, I remember being there. I was there in the um, 70s again. And um, I remember there was a story, and this is true, right in New Orleans, the old part. You know, most of the houses, the old colonial mansions, they're mm-hmm. all up on stilts. There's no, you know, they're above ground because you dig six well, feet. Well, I, I think the French, quarter, the French Quarter is actually, it's the oldest part of the city that's on yeah. the high ground. You okay, I mean? well, anyway, during one of the little boys, see, people down um, in uh, that New Orleans, they have these southern mansion homes. They're up on stilts, and they have porches that go all the way around the first floor, usually all the way around the house, you know, kind of like. And um, many of them have, uh, they put, like, freezers out, you know, where they put their food and stuff. And this one particular family, and this is right in New Orleans, a little boy kept telling his mama when he'd go to mow the lawn that there was an alligator underneath the house. And her mother, you know, they were all laughing, oh, there's no alligator underneath the house. This is back in the 70s. And um, well, anyway, months, months later, listen, months later, all of a sudden the mother begins to realize, looks, she's looking in the freezer and she's noticing that most the ground beef is disappearing, you know? Well, this little boy was feeding this alligator ground beef from the freezer. They finally found him and, you know, without mowing and this not a little alligator. It was a 16-foot alligator that just living underneath their house in the middle of the city. Well, maybe maybe he set a psychic projection here. Tell little boy, oh, eat yeah, me well, the ground he, beef or I will eat you or something. Like my, it's like my roommate, Jurassic, that you should go on my Google Plus and see my new anyway, roommate. Can you... Can we can we have my five minute break? I gotta take care of Roxy because she's bellowing for me. Okay. Ah uh, well. Okay. All right. Five minutes right. break. No victory. All right. No victory.
Bring it on, Charlie. No cat. <laughs> well, our Romanian friend believes that you have a bunch of cats. But you live in what, the Jersey City uh what, section eight housing? I don't know if you're even allowed to have pets, are you? Anyway, we are back. <laughs> uh, Mary, do you have any goldfish, by any chance? Okay. What is Jurassic? No, no children. They're not cats or something. Okay, the cats ate the goldfish, I guess. Do you have a canary or a goldfish or anything? Mary, are you listening? (laughs) (laughs) All right, we are back here. Are you paying attention now, Mary? Yes, well, I've been back for past five minutes. I've been looking, and I believe guest number 15 is Johnny Tonto. Are you back? Yes, I'm back. Do you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you now. Okay, all right. I I, I was having a uh, a non-intellectual conversation with the perverts. 
Well, I don't know. Pervert and imposter, about the same thing. Okay? Yeah. So, anyway, you have the you have RNC calls for an apology because Hillary called them a bunch of terrorists here. I mean, do any of these people, do these people have any real, I don't know, any real understanding? I mean, you know, look, I, I would just simply call that thieving lying bitch here, thieving lying bitch, not a terrorist, uh, just a thieving lying, lying bitch, just a thieving lying evil, you know, evil bitch who essentially thinks it's her turn. She doesn't have to obey the law. Uh, essentially, she should be tried for espionage uh, for being so stupid uh, as to have her own <laughs> private server. And where was it located? It was located, it was located in a closet off from the bathroom in some place in Denver, Colorado. Uh, you know, I bet Donald no, I mean, Trump you've got is, to understand the whole thing is a joke. I mean, you know, I don't even bother watching. It's just all, it's all, you know, it's, it, it's all scripted to get you all riled up to keep things going while they, you know, rape your okay. uh, well, country I mean, and, uh, um, yeah. you know, you have, and you bring in chance? all these truths. You, you know. local, local, local. I mean, I'm sorry, Lyndon, do you... I mean, sure, it's a pity. It's a pity that you and Logan aren't really good buddies. You could have Friday oh, night. Oh, I did call Logan. Logan. I, I did call Logan. Um, oh, okay. Night. You know, he's got my number. As a matter of fact, when uh, my last conversation with Bruce, he, he really wants to. Uh, so he, I gave um, Bruce Logan's number. Because Logan gave me permission to give it to him so he could call him. Oh, but, um, okay. So I mean, you know, I haven't really talked. I, talk, I had a short talk with uh, with Logan, but not a not a long one. I might call him back, see how he's doing. Um, I, I I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I might understand something. Uh, Logan is not somebody I'm in love with. I'm not in, looking. You know, he was going to try to help me move out of here and move into his place to get me out of Jew City. And uh, the Nimbusters made, you know, it's like this, you know, they 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 try to destroy anything that's going on, you know. So uh, they practically destroyed him, you know, the uh, what pulling off the crap that was going on. So, anyways, um, I might just call him back. I mean, yeah, it would be fun to have another show with them. With them. See, the thing is, I don't think that that. Um, Logan is computer savvy either, and neither am I. And I have sort of a thing about it. I mean, I could learn to do it, but I I don't know. You know, it's um, I would like to do do uh, you know the it was fun doing the um, the conspiracy theory and doing the Bible studies on a on on a on a uh, you know. You see line with a woman there because I've gone through it. I mean, Pastor, I, you don't think that I didn't, you know, out of all the people that you've talked to, I'm probably more to do seed line now than than any of them that you've ever encountered. Most of them aren't. And I'm truly well, that. Most of these. I, I mean, most, I, I, went, I was raised in the Midwest. Let me tell you what my background is, okay? My mother was a Southern Baptist. I went 
raised a Southern Baptist in the Midwest in LaPorte, Indiana. All my little life, I was raised hellfire and brimstone. And that Jesus, though, we were taught, was a Jew, a Jew, a Jew, you know. So naturally, you know, no matter what, you know, my the thing is, we're taught that they're Jews, so all the little white girls and all the, you know, oh, you think it's awesome if a Jew, oh, they're holy, they're, Jesus came from a Jew, bullshit, which is not true, okay? So after being married 20 years, being a perfect corporate wife to my ex-husband, he had it royally made. I mean, I dressed this man for 20 years, bought every suit he ever wore, altered every suit, cut his hair, groomed him. He would go on, travel 90% of the time for the company he was with because he was in computers back back in the 70s in the beginning of computers. And he would go out meetings all the time. I would tell him what to wear for this meeting, with that meeting. I'd put together his whole life. He had it very well, you know, made. He never had to worry about how to look, what to wear, Food on the table, I, I, you know, and I used to entertain lavishly, and I'm a very attractive woman. So he had it made, okay? So um, I was raised that, so I always thought, you know, and I always thought, you know, Jesus was a Jew. And of course, then I practiced Judaism when I was married. My ex was raised as an Orthodox Jew. He never had anything that wasn't kosher until he was 18 years old. So I practiced Judaism thinking this is all about, you know, Jesus was a Jew after all. I'm flattered. I'm really explaining to you what, you know, I went through all this time not knowing who they really are, okay? I'm thinking that I'm believing that, you know, Jesus came from this tribe from these people. Am I making sense? Oh, yeah. A lot of people okay. believe that. <laughs> yeah, well, I know they did. But I didn't I didn't know. I mean, I was raised a Southern Baptist. The Southern Baptists worshipped the freaking Jews. They worshipped them. Just like Buddy Tucker or Tucker talks about that's exactly what they do, and they still today. They they're the ones supporting Israel right now. They're the ones that, the ones all, all from the south. So, I, as I was married, I practiced Judaism. I used to put on all the Pesach Passover meals. Um, I entertained, had all the holidays. I never converted. I mean, I was married five years before I even thought about converting. And I thought after five years of marriage, raising my children as Jews, because I had no choice, I was told they were raised as Jews, okay? So, um, and my, you know, my my uh, life was practicing Judaism, but I never converted. So I started to convert. I, after five years into the marriage, I was going to be, become, and I took conversion classes. Well, my ex wouldn't, at that time, he wasn't going to classes with me. And I went through almost all of the classes, and I got to the very end when I started realizing that they were going to get me to denounce my Jesus Christ. 
I wouldn't do it. I refused to convert. I could not convert. So I never converted to Judaism, okay? Because when you convert to Judaism, you totally denounce who Yeshua is. Totally. And uh, I wouldn't do that. So that might be one of the reasons why we're not together, because I was not going to become a Jewish bitch. And I wasn't going to denounce Yeshua. So after my divorce of 20 years, being, you know, a homemaker and a mother and building three homes, supporting a man through a great career and uh, raising my kids basically alone, you know, um, when I went, you know, I got married at 17 right out of high school. I wasn't even out of high school. I went back to high school after I first got married and finished high school and, you know, in another state. He graduated Purdue in 1964 on the dean's list. My ex-husband's very smart. With a double, he had a 4.0 average. You guys that smart? Anyway, um, it wasn't until my so divorce you, that, you, I, that you I realized you, that I was going... Do you keep up with him anymore? I haven't talked to my ex-husband since the divorce. We've been married 33 years. I haven't seen him or talked to him in 33 years. Oh, okay. We didn't even talk when we were going through the divorce. He was having, he was involved with the sales rep, which I didn't know about. He was having an affair with a sales rep, 14 years younger than him, and only a few years older than my daughter. Yeah, it was, it was fun, you know. <laughs> but I mean, I'm just trying to explain to you my religious, how I came to awakening of who I am, and okay, and. The identity, realizing that I couldn't—that's why I couldn't become a a, a Jew. I wasn't going to denounce Yeshua. I called him Jesus then. Um, I couldn't do that, and um, so I went to these other. You know, I got baptized two times. Well, that's where Logan and I were similar. I was baptized three times. He was baptized three times, also. And um, so after I went to these churches and I went to, you know, the, the Christian thing and I started reading the scriptures and really reading it. And when I came into New York and to Brooklyn, my daughter came and got me out of Charlotte and brought me to New York back in 1999. And um, so, you know, I, I was seeking out. My identity, because I, you know, you know, I guess it was normal for me to go through that. That, you know, I mean, I started questioning everything about the scriptures, about what was the original sin, and I couldn't understand why I would go to these churches and they had all these women, you know, that were ministers, and then I saw these people coming in, divorced and remarried, and mixed couples, you know, mixed couples. Mixed race couples, divorced and remarried. You know, a lot of these divorces, that's what they do. They divorce their wife of their youth, their real wife of their own kind, and marry an Asian person. Or now they marry an Asian man. A man marries a man. You know, I see it here all the time. I see Asian men with Anglo-Saxon white males. They're fags, married. I see it everywhere. It's disgusting. So... um, I guess when I was right here in New York back in the uh, early 2000s, I started really researching 
acting up. And I came across in 2005. Well, actually, I started listening to you around 2000. Okay, 2005, I left. I was getting on on uh, sites, and I started listening to James Wickstrom and his his you know um, dual sea line thing. And that's when I, I just totally cut off. In 2005, I never went back to that church. I've never stepped foot in another church since then. I realized that Paul, and it really, the real reason was the Paul lean doctrine is what really woke me up. Because after being, you know, considering that I, for 20 years, I didn't practice Christianity or anything. I was practicing Judaism, okay? Really wasn't practicing it. I was going to temple with them for services and doing the certain rituals, you know, as far as fixing meals and things, but not really converting to Judaism. So I was away from the so-called, quote, Judeo-Christian upbringing that I had had, okay? So um, when I started going to these churches, all I ever heard was Paul, 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 you know, Paul, this. And then when I would read the scriptures on Yeshua, they didn't jive. It didn't work. It didn't go together because Yeshua said, "I didn't come to, uh, to end the law. I come to fulfill it." Well, Paul teaches that the law was, you know, the uh, law was ended, and that there was a new law, and he 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 became the new uh, uh, savior. Let's put it that way, you know. So it was Pauline's doctrine, being in these different churches, and seeing all these people married and divorced and remarried with all these mixed races with women preachers and whatnot that got suddenly woke up. I said, this is not, this is not even remotely close to what Yeshua preaches, you know? And then I'm going, well, what happened to all the, the apostles of, of, you know, Yeshua? They murdered all of them. I, I finally learned this, you know. Did you know that they hung Peter? Peter upside down in the uh, rotunda in Rome. Constantine had him hung upside, and they chopped his head off. Did you know that? They chopped well, his head off and hung him upside down. Yeah, they hung him supposedly, upside down. That, supposedly, supposedly, Peter was executed upside down yeah, uh, during the right. reign of Nero. Yeah, right, exactly. In 66 well, AD. Of course he was. Because, you know, Paul and Constantine, they had to get rid of um, uh, any traces of the real disciples. Yep. So anyway, that's that's the story there. I could never step back. And I never, you see the thing, and all during the marriage, I always thought, oh, I always wanted that, you know, my, the Christmas tree. I missed that, you know, that part. Because I was, but I learned, I learned now what the real meaning of the Christmas tree was. It was all pagan. It has nothing to do with Yeshua and what he taught. He was not a Christian. He did not worship Tamu, the phallic Christmas tree. And, uh, you know, he did not ever. That's all pagan. takes you straight to hell. That's where it's taking you. So um, I don't honor, you know, Christmas, Easter, none of it. As far as I'm concerned, it's all Jew paganism. So 
that's why that I was so interested in Queen Esther, because that's really what she was, was a Jew psychist. And um, I don't, you know. So anyway, now you've heard. So I can't, uh, no way could I be a quote-unquote Christian on the Judeo-Roman Catholic. Anything, nothing. To me, it's, and now the, the Pope is going to, they're going to bring in this Baha religion. The whole world's going to go for it. It's going to be called Islam, Christian Islam. Mm -hmm. And all the religions that I learned through this that were all created just to control us, to destroy the real Israelites. And all, you know, it's true. I'm destroyed. I have no kindred, nothing of my bloodline. When my my brother was married to somebody else's uh, 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 wife, you know, and uh, she was a Catholic, okay? She was a Polish Catholic. My mother really did not like that woman. So now he's been cremated and sprinkled all over her backyard instead of being buried next to my mother in uh, a very old cemetery with all of her kindred, you know, and her grandmother and grandfather and great-grandmother and great-grandfather. You know, that's where he is. I won't, I, I can't, no way I could go to Louisiana and see any of these people, you know? Huh. So, um. Is there anyone left in Indiana? No. Hmm? No. I've got, I've got cousins in Indiana, but they're distant, you know, no way. You know, I mean, I'm not going to go and live with my cousins. I haven't seen in okay. well, 50 I, years. Been... I mean, you know. I mean, would you go, you probably have cousins around the country and you haven't seen in maybe 40, 50 years. Would you go live with them? Well, probably. let me no, see. You my, my cousin, my cousin, you know, my cousin married, uh, I have well, a lot of cousins. My cousin married the damn Cheyenne Indian and really pissed grand, my grandmother off. Yeah, well. Uh, you know, most, I, of yeah. Them, most of them. Most of them, hey, let me see. Uh, That's why my, gra- some, my Irish... some first cousins who live in Phoenix or okay. Scottsdale. And then I have, I have some first cousins who live in uh, southeast, southeast South Dakota. And then I have, uh, you know, pretty well I have some scattered all the way from Oh, all the way from eastern South Dakota to eastern Montana. So, yeah. I mean. Well, well I'm going to ask you then. I mean, you have, you, I, I have a lot. Because, um, you see, my parents were old when they had me. I mean, they were in their 30s. So, and all of, all of my mom's family are dead. And all my dad's family, brothers and sisters are dead. So. And the first cousins are around, you know, they're all in their 70s, you know, like me. Some of them are even older in their 80s. I haven't seen them in over 50 years. Now, would you go and live with your cousins that you haven't seen in years? You don't know? No, they're not going to invite you. No, I mean, mean, if I I didn't live in south, you know, southwest Missouri, I'd live in what? No, I'd live in central South Dakota. Yeah. Because I'm probably up there. But in any case, uh, it's... Well, uh, I don't have any property anywhere. I mean, I, okay. if I had property, so, that would be different. I have nothing. Anyway, 
Except hey, the cemetery the... lot in Laporte, I could go and get buried. <laughs> Next oh, okay. Well, see, I've, I've <laughs> been, I've been to, to <laughs> I've been to northern Indiana, and it's with you know some of these small towns. Uh, you uh-huh. know, they're rather beautiful, small little towns. I mean, they ever have, been uh, in Laporte? Ever been in Laporte? I've been through. It. I've been through it a couple times. Uh, where is it? Is it South South Bend? It, yeah, South Bend is. Um, about 20 miles uh, northeast, and South Bend is cl- closer to uh, Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been, I've been there, and I've been driving through these small town, you know, through these areas in Indiana in order to, you know, go around fucking Chicago. I mean, you don't want to go around Chicago during the. Uh, oh no. Uh-uh. You don't yeah. want to go around Chicago during the rush hours, so it's just easier. You know, if you're in Interstate 69, yeah, you just go or, right or 65, yeah. you yeah. simply, you just simply yeah. bypass. You know, because All in Indiana, Dairy, about every single, yeah. every single yeah. goat path. You know, being in Arkansas or Indiana, about every single freaking two-lane goat path is rated for an 80,000-pound truck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. So it's just it's well, just from what I understand, to, my hometown, you know. They're they're advertising and you know I I I get on their website and I see that um, they have got Jewish mayors they've got mixed race people moving in they're now advising young uh, people from to to it's a great town to retire in or to raise your family in so they're bringing it, it's happening all across the United States every yeah, little town I mean, is going to be invaded with all these third worlders and these mixed people and it's all because of the Pauline Christian fake religion that teaches it's okay that you know God paid it all for everybody to the Jew first, the Greek second, and every other rainbow child. Okay? Okay. It's not that's what has destroyed our kind. Well, our, our kind, our kind is being supplanted, uh, being bred out, being race uh-huh. mixed. Well, you rest. do know, and, you and do know the Jews unlike, want unlike, one unlike, brown race. They want okay. one brown race. That's why uh, they I agree. Enjoy. I agree, Mary. If I agree with you, that means that's fine. But uh, essentially, unlike most of the bowel movement leaders, I believe that that thing can be changed through civil war, through revolution, yeah, through essentially killing. Essentially, uh, bad wiggers, niggers, and mamsers, and Jews, and the rest here. I believe that it can be settled here. Right now, I'm looking at Fox News, and they're yapping about race in America. And it's always been, you know, the conflict has always been race as to who owns America. And now we have rich wiggers and Jews who are, well, just like, you know, just like in this small town. You have this piece of shit you know, named Barry Flint, who thinks that he should essentially own everything, and how dare anybody move in a trailer house with their own kids uh, since he got a trailer park, and you have this corrupt, you have this corrupt city council, which essentially uh, is wanting to, you know, essentially engages in racketeer influence and corrupt organization with, you know, with this piece of shit. So you you have you have these people 
essentially doing whatever the hell they want to do. Uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, they're being else? politically correct. You just can't do anything no, like no, uh, just, like you, yeah, could, just, you and I, let's say you and I wanted to go buy some prime property and, you know, uh, just like prime property and have a few of our kindred move there and keep it that way for our kindred, for our kind, they wouldn't let us do it. But the Chinese and the, you know, the Indians own most of the, from India, they bought up all of the uh, Jersey shoreline here. They've got condos all up down Jersey City, all owned by the Indians from India. They own the wharf. Now, the Chinese are the next one, but the Chinese own most of the United States. That's who owns us. Think so? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So. Well, um, you had you know, that, where... that 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 uh, Hillary Dillery, whatever you know, that bitch. She actually sold out, sold us out in 2005. To, um, you know, all of the um, mortgage rights and everything that you know to China. So the land that you own, you really don't own. You're really a tenant on your land. You just paying you paid off, but you know, they can see what they can do is you can own what you think you own it, but they can raise the taxes and get it so high that you can't pay the taxes, so they'll confiscate the land. It's not yours anyway. Just to, you're really renting your property. She's gone all starving raccoon on you. No, I've got a raccoon, baby. I know, they, they just love to say such nice things about me. I feel so good, Pastor. Okay, well, I just, you know, sometimes, <laughs> just, sometimes I, when, I'm trying to, when I'm trying to say something, a lot of times, and this is my show, you uh, have a tendency to not let me uh, get in a word edgewise sometimes. Well, well, that's the same way here. I, I feel the same way sometimes because uh, things I want to kind of put in with what you have to say, so to to go along with it, because I follow around a lot of what you do and what's going on, and and I've experienced things that are happening, you know, that I'm living in, and I like to share because it jives with what you're saying, you know, and what you're expressing to these, and I agree with you. It's all. Okay. I think we have Johnny Tonto. Johnny Tonto is guest 15, guest 32. Uh, let me see. Uh, old Rusper was posting some shit back from April. I went ahead and seen it. And uh, I figured out I figured out that R.D. Bradshaw, it's R.D. Bradshaw, he's some sort of wheel-off, he's some sort of wheel-off mongrel who uh, is a, you know, started out as a sort of like a one of these mongrel Pentecostal uh, Seventh Day Adventist types here, and now what he is, he's a follower of this Jew named Yer David, you know, Davidi. Uh, oh. huh. So pretty well, pretty well. What, what's hilarious is that uh, I was I was looking at this thing to where you know here is this R.D. Bradshaw. Uh, what what is hilarious is that he ought to just simply say to Obagender Bender, 
Oh, but gender bender, I am your father. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because the you know, O-Labs, they both are, they both are, they're so like Johnny Tato. I mean, they're models. Uh, mm-hmm. What happens, I went ahead and looked at one of the earlier things, and he said that Jeremy Visser, Jeremy Visser could be an Israelite because, you know, he's three generations, he's three generations past being a red nigger, you know, bread nigger or Canaanite mongrel. And so that's what I figured, that's why I figured out this R.D. Bradshaw is some sort of we lost, we lost Melungeon sort of here. So that's why Johnny Tonto and uh, R.D. Bradshaw and the rest get along. Hang out together, yeah. Well, they get along very well together. And what happens if R.D. Bradshaw doesn't want to follow him? Now, he was Last year, he was in Cyprus waiting to get a visa to go to Israel so he could go ask the mouth with uh, oh. all this Jew named Yer David. He's an Osteo. I mean, shit, he could be Obergender Bender's, uh, you know, relative Obergender Bender, too, because uh, the critter was, you know, had a Jew mother, but had a... Uh, uh-huh. You'll have another Welsh father here. So you're looking you're looking at these wheel off melunges and that may be what old Johnny Tonto is too here. Uh, see the Britons the yeah. Britons I well, mean the British what what happens is a lot mm-hmm. of them got got driven, you know, west here to uh the Welsh mountains uh-huh. and that's where they lived here. So I think fifteen and thirty two is Johnny Tonto, and maybe oh, it might okay. be his, might be his, uh, oh, his drunken, his drunken relative, you know, you know, nephew <laughs> Jeff, or it might be, you know, daughter number four here of Johnny Tonto Britain here. Sometimes they you know, um, Logan hmm? told me that um, Visser, Visser's mother was a squaw, Cherokee squaw. And that his dad was a high-ranking mason. Who? Oh, Visser. Well, no, Visser. Visser's dad is some sort of. But he's a high-ranking mason. Yeah, but he might be. See, Visser's Visser's parents. Visser's parents. His mother. You know, I used to. You know, I used to call her Bylitis here, but her her name is Liana Lee. Lee, you know, Yana. I mean, essentially, I think she's, I think she's a 16th part Eastern Cherokee, and she gets tribal benefits. They both had money, and back in 2008, uh, Jeremy, Jeremy had lost his job when the Caterpillar Company stopped making what 30, you know, 3605 Caterpillar engines. Because the state of California said, "Hey, you gotta change the emissions." Well, this the 3605 Caterpillar, you know, was a good engine. It was called a four and a quarter cat, measured at the wheels. So anyway, that's why you have some of these old trucks that are what 1988. So these trucks are what 30, you know, nearly 30 years old, and they're still on the road. And the reason they're yeah, still on the road is because they have this powerful cat engine. But in yeah, 2007, steel, 2007, they closed the they closed the you know they closed the uh, plant in Georgia, and Visser lost Visser lost the best paying job he ever had. So he used to tell me as he was, oh every week he was painting at his mother's house. Now his mother, 
you know, had you know had two children by uh, by Pieter Risser, you know, who I believe is a Dutch for party Jew, mm-hmm. and he had a bunch of other children. She adopted this uh, Ukrainian, you know, Wigris or Polakis named Olga or something like that. And anyway, Visser has a whole bunch of you know homosexual half brothers and stuff like that. But Visser himself. Visser himself is essentially, he's a, I call him a Melungeon because he's part Jew, lot good deal red nigger, and maybe part nigger. So he's a triracial isolate here. But anyway, I think old Johnny Tonto Britton may be the same thing. That's why he doesn't want to show his, he doesn't want to show his uh, picture here. And same way with this R.D. Bradshaw. In any case, uh, you know, I was I was reading a stupid article, and this, this stupid Jew boy, Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I want to be Jew boy. R.D. Bradshaw, he may be part Jew, but he's mainly Wheelos and Red Nigger Melungeon, so we're like Pester Possum. Mm-hmm. And here he is, he's yapping about how I have stolen stuff from the Talmud. And whenever you hear some sort of idiot Jew yapping, you know, be it, you know, be it, uh, you know, Richard Nemo or be it R.D. Bradshaw, Yapping about how dual seed line Christian identity is taken from the Talmud. I mean, essentially, you're talking to some critter that is at least a part Jew. Uh, you gotta understand that the Talmud, the Talmud, the Talmud take it from the Talmud. Well, no, that's what they that's what they claim. See, the Talmud. I used me and this guy named Hengus used to fight with. used to fight with old Nimoy. Nimoy would say, "Oh, dual seed line is taken from the Talmud," and then me and Hengus would say. Okay, you know, I mean, essentially, Nemo would admit to being a, you know, being a Finnish, being a being, being Finnish, and he would say that his his nieces and his nephews and the rest, you know, his nieces and uncles were married to Jews. Well, how in the world, you know, the reason they were married to Jews is that Nemo was a Finnish Jew. And he never did quite <laughs> deny it, but. What happens? He would yap about how dual seed line, you know, uh, you know, dual seed line is related, you know, come from the Talmud. And me and Hengus would say, "Okay, Jew boy, you know, Nemo, you Talmudic screwer, where in the Talmud does it say that you Jews are descended from, you know, from Satan here, from, you know, Satan seduces Eve?" And it does mention it a couple times. It does hint yeah, that, about yeah. it now. The the answer is you know one of the answers is is that you know this stupid Jew being R D Bradshaw, he would go on and on and on about the laws of purification as to how if a menstruating woman uh, was in the same house you had to go you had to go bathe in all this free running water, you know it couldn't just be from a pool it had to be free running water. And then I, I was saying, well, where the hell, where the hell, when Moses wrote, you know, these laws in Leviticus, where in the hell in the middle of Sinai Desert are you going to find all this free-running water to bathe yourself every time some woman bleeds out her pussy? I mean, how the hell does that happen? By the way, if Jesus Christ didn't sin, I mean, what happened? Did... Was it a miracle that Yahweh plugged, you know, was, you know, the Virgin Mary's pussy, and essentially she had, you know, Jesus had at least two sisters, plugged their little pussies too? I mean, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. Where in the hell 
in the Sinai Desert did they find all this flowing water to bathe in, you know, for dealing with menstruating women? And the answer is he didn't have have an answer to that here. So anyway, this character is a wannabe Talmudist. But the, the fact of the matter is that the Talmud was not written down until AD 72 when this Edomite Jew named Rabbi Akira or Akila got permission from the Romans to set up a Talmudic school. And essentially the Romans did because they knew the Edomites were different from the Judeans who they were fighting. So, you know, they, they had this oral tradition of men, but they couldn't write down until the temple was destroyed. And what Judaism is, is since the temple was destroyed, now they go to what these various rabbis speak here. And here's this R.D. Bradshaw nitwit yapping about how the book of Jasher comes from the Talmud. No, it doesn't. We lost Melungeon. No, the answer is that the book of Jasher is mentioned several times in the Old Testament, you know, during the book of Joshua. And you got to understand the Old Testament was translated from Proto-Hebrew into Greek, into Greek sometime around 270, 260, 250 under Ptolemy Philadelphus II. And so, as a result, the Talmud, the Talmud more than likely didn't even exist as the oral traditions of men because this was mainly an Edomite Jew sort of thing. And the Edomite Jews were not conquered and made to convert until around 166. So, guess what? You have the Book of Jasher mentioned in the Septuagint. So, therefore, the Book of Jasher is older than the Talmud, but you end up having this we lost Pentecostal, Seventh-day Adventist, Melungeon Jew boy like R.D. Bradshaw running around yapping the same stupid shit that uh, this Finnish Jew Richard Nemo has to yap. And that's that's what you have. I mean, with Fink. Well, that's you know, just well. like Fink, yeah, and just like you well, and James. Fink, I mean, essentially, you know. Fink, Fink has essentially given up. You know, he still yaps about how he's two seed line. But he's not. He's a no-devil. He hasn't even one seed line. He's a no-devil. He's a no-devil. That means no seed line. He's a no-devil. Jews supposedly... I I want to stop you a minute here about that no-devil thing. Because I saw on a chat room tonight, they honestly want to make it seem that the devil is your ego. It's man's ego. That's the devil. Yeah, that's what you know. That's why. That's why Meerkat Mark Downey. I'm convinced he ran off with a uh, Jewess. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Debbie Badinsky. I don't know. She was probably a Jewess before she married a Jew who became a Klansman. You know, I think Meerkat Mark is essentially one of these fibby Klansmen from the '70s here who was looking for something, and he found some Jew. You know, he found the Jew sexual. Jewish sexual mascot and the rest of the pussy. I see Condreo, he's talking about how it was an unwritten tradition. And it was during Jesus' time. But folks, mm-hmm. you've got to understand is that you didn't have you didn't have the main proponents of this unwritten tradition, the Pharisaical tradition, before before the Maccabees gave these Edomite Jews who lived south of them 
in the Negev Desert, you know, they maintained they maintained these uh you know, these uh these lines. I don't know if you know the city of Petra. It was yeah. it was essentially the treasure city for these Nabataeans Edomites. And essentially they would run you see, you know, there was there was trade between India Mm-hmm. And as far as Rome and the rest of the place, there was these trade routes here. But you didn't have a Suez Canal. So mm-hmm. what they would do is that they would go, they would take this ship all the way up to the Red Sea, mm-hmm. to the Red Sea, and then guess what here? Well, they didn't have a Suez Canal. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a Suez Canal to go on to Egypt or go on to Damascus or whatever they had to have. Camels, so they had domesticated the camel, you know, mm-hmm. probably around, you know, 2000 BC or or better. Mm-hmm. And essentially, what they would do is they would unload these ships and load them onto, you know, camels, just the same way as, well, those coffee beans. They came in from Colombia via ship all the way up to Mexico, then on train line, and then it was from a truck from Laredo to New Orleans where they would be roasted. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, so you you had the same thing here. So you got to understand is that there really wasn't any any want or a need for this tradition of the men until a strange people, these Edomite Sephardic Jews. Well, they became Sephardic later on. You know, Sephardic has to do with you know the Iberian Peninsula. You know where these Phoenicians and the rest here, these Canaanites were converted to you know, Judaic, you know, Talmudism. So anyway, the Talmud, the Talmud may have been an oral tradition of man, you know, at the time of Christ, but it it wouldn't it wouldn't be older than the Septuagint, which was in two fifty, a hundred or so years later before the Maccabees conquered these Edomite Judeans. What they had is they had they had the scripture, they had the law which was written down. So you end up having you end up having yapping Jews like Richard Nemoy finished you, or you'll have a Wheelos Melungeon Mamser like R. D. Bradshaw, and you'll end up having another critter like Obagender Bender. And that's why I say is that hey, R. D. Bradshaw, you know, he was in the he was in the military. He ought to go ahead and tell Obagender Bender, Obagender Bender or Robert Hancock. I am your father. You know what I mean? That's that's what he ought to do, okay? Yeah. So in any case, I don't know about Brian Reels. I mean, Brian Reels, he's another mongrel here. I got well, I, I, I just don't understand why um, the, these, um, you know, and he's also queer as he can be. I mean, you know, he sounds really? very woman. Um, Obi. Brian Real. Well, we know Brian Real is, but I mean, you know, uh, Obi sounds very feminine. He's got a girl. Yeah, he, he got. He has. He has. He's sort of like a. He's sort of like a and, Bruce Jenner here. Before you heard about Bruce Jenner. I yeah, mean, he and, was, and uh, um, J- James said that he had an Asian wife. I don't know. I doubt it. So I mean. Yeah, he does. No, he does no, a, a critter like Obergender Bender, you know the critter like gender Bender. You know, certain critters, you get the vibe here. These characters are not interested in pussy. You know what I mean? 
you know, that's, well, there's that, a lot, that, of, uh, I mean, lot of these Asian women, listen, though, a lot of these Asian women will marry a, a man just to be taken care of, okay? Doesn't have to have the sex. She could be, you know, and, but, but it's an image, so he looks like he's married, you know, he's not, um, he's not what he, you know, really is. I don't, well... Oh, the gender bender, you know damn well, isn't what it really is. I mean, Johnny Tucker yeah, doesn't know, know what know. he really was either. I yeah, mean, the character, James the character him, had... He's like, you know, he's got to go. He went, I, mean, I mean, Johnny Tonto, Johnny Tonto, he had the delusion. He was descended from the Vikings. He was descended, you know, he was royalty. He was this... He was descended from King Saul. He believed uh-huh. all this crazy, stupid shit. And then, and then about what? Oh, three, four months later, I go in, and this is about, this is about the Britain family. And Newman Britain, Newman Britain, was you know his father, his father was a Pentecostal preacher, you know from uh-huh. from what I gather Ottawa County, which is what? Well, really, it's. Mm, less than 30 miles from here. Let me see. How many miles is Seneca? Okay, it's about mm-hmm. what? Oh, 10 to Neosho, then another 12 down the road. So essentially, mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. Uh, the line is around, you know, 25, 26 miles, and then you cross in Oklahoma, and then you have Ottawa County. So right. uh, essentially, okay. essentially, John Britton, you know, John Britton, John Britton is from what used to be known as the Nations or the Indian Nations. And with a name like Six Killer, it's a sort of a Cherokee name, and that's what you have in Eastern. You have Wyandots, and you have uh, you have Eastern Shawnees. You know, Eastern Shawnees. I mean, there's this there's this uh, woman called uh, last name is Wallace, which is a Scottish name, but no, she's she's now the female split-tailed main chief of the Eastern huh. Shawnee tribe, and they're the ones who. Run to run uh, the border town, the border town, and the uh, you know run you know run these uh, casinos here. You have the Miamis, which were Shawnees. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, essentially Miami, like Miami Beach here, was the name. The Miamis was from the Miami River in southern Ohio, and that's where the Shawnees came from. So mm-hmm. she's the she's a head chieftainess. You know, they don't have a problem with females being chiefs here, you know, and essentially she's the head chieftainess of the uh, Eastern Shawnees. So that's where Johnny Tonto Britton comes from. And the reason that he did not want, the reason he did not want to show his, you know, I mean, for my together, he could, you know, he could have come see me. here, And I go ahead and I look at his oldest daughter and I look at the fifth one. And you can tell that they are essentially they're racially ill, you know, they're racially mixed here. He used to try to say, well, the reason they have is that my wife's French Canadian. Well, maybe. But uh no, I mean, you know, come on. Come on. I mean I went ahead and read that article in around June or July and I found out that the Britain family was from northeastern Oklahoma. 
So that that went ahead and told me a number of things. And then this Cody Britton called in. He's a Cherokee, and he's running around with some wa- his mother is a, has a WAP name. And huh. essentially, Johnny Tonto Britton didn't want to, you know, show himself because hey, he's you know if he's blonde haired, it's because he's a sort of like a Bruce Reynolds with a toupee looking character here. He didn't want me to see him. So that's what you have. That's the same thing I get from this R.D. Bradshaw. He went in and yapped after three generations. Why even the mams are like, like uh, you know, like uh, the pisser possum could become, could become, you know, could become an Israelite. Well, no. You know, it says forever, not three generations. But, uh, you know, then he was yapping about how he used to spread the story about Bridget the Egypt Visser being a whore. Well, look. She she oh, runs she off. Did, she runs did. off. She runs That's off right, at least once a year. She runs yeah. off at least once a year uh-huh. to see mommy, this Roman Catholic uh, skank here in South Bend, Washington. And uh-huh. she ran off in 2009, and somebody went ahead and paid the money for it. And then she ran off in 2010. Then this he got uppity, so he ran up there to. Uh, you know, ran up there to uh, follow her to yeah, uh, Washington, and then she, you know, he ran back home to around that Atlanta. That was 2010, right? 2010, yeah, he ran yeah. off. 2010. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you know, I remember shit, that I remember shit, listening to yeah, the show. Shit, when this you shit was, went down. This shit went down. I remember. I remember. I rem- I listened to all those shows about that. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. so so he runs back home. You know, to mommy, and what happens is that Bridget and mommy, her mommy, go ahead and have have the pistol possum thrown in jail for three weeks. He gets out. He gets out the night of September 9th and September 10th. He takes down his cornhole pistol mamsries. He takes down his forum. He takes uh-huh. down, you know, shuts off his Facebook account. He shuts everything down except for leaving you know, picture of his, you know, oldest pistol possum, you know, hugging, and he's looking like a tormented mongrel, and he said, nothing without you. And I called the island Dr. Pissero. So anyway, Doesn't he have also more than one wife? No, no, no. No, you're saying of Johnny Tonto Britain. So anyway, the pistol possum, you know, the pistol possum, the pistol possum is just a mamzer. He's just a mongrel or mongrel. Oh, you know, he's just a ma, 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 you know, I mean, essentially he's a criminal here. I believe, you know, and I get along fairly, I mean, I don't really hate the pistol possum. I, I wish they just simply say, guess what, here, I'm going to stop smoking weed. I'm going to go ahead and stop smoking meth. Uh, I want to go ahead and become something I'm good at, like a Pentecostal preacher. They don't really mind the fact that you're a Mongol. But hey, uh, you know, I, I, I think he's forced. I think he's forced to pretend to be a Christian identity pastor. Well, it might jive with the fact that when Logan told me that his dad's a high ranking Mason, that could be the reason. Well, with Logan, Logan, I don't know. Logan is, Logan's sort of. He's not as messed up as James Lawrence, but you know, he, I think he's somewhat messed up too here. You know what I mean? 
I mean, yeah, it, I it's, sort of, it's sort of messed up. Here he is with this wow. old woman, and you know, he, you know, he gets an email from a 24 or 25-year-old beaneress, you know, mm-hmm. Red Hot Chili Pepper on Match.com, and, <laughs> hey, he has to go ahead and tell this old woman all about it. Yeah. And I'm looking, yeah. shit, shit. If you want to get away with something, you want to go ahead and tell your, quote, girlfriend who looks like she's, you know, 63 or 68, but claims yeah. 38 to lose the oxygen machine, you ought to go ahead and do it, and then he does something really fucking stupid. Does he leave his damn, does he leave his damn cell phone in his pocket? No, he leaves, it on the front seat. Yeah, he leaves it on the freaking front seat as if he wants this old woman to look through it, and that's what she does. And so when he comes back, oh, I paid $50. Look at a special rate over at the Ocean Wind. I mean, she tears into him, and I'm thinking, did you want to get fucking caught? I mean, this that's is kind of like out. his way he was with me, in a way. I mean, he's kind of like, you know, I need to. Yeah, do you want to get caught? Yeah. Do you want to get caught? And the answer is sure. He wanted to get caught. And Dewey Tucker explained it to me. He explained it to me as a, hey, you know, here he is. He's running around with this old woman. He wants to go to Branson. And she's the one paying for the fucking trip. That's why. That's well, why the whole that. thing is go see, go see Martin. Go see <laughs> Martin here. And I bring my sleeping bag. But guess what? You know, I mean, it doesn't have electricity at the seminary. So guess what? I'm going to, you know, I need an oxygen machine. Well, you wouldn't have to have an oxygen machine if you stayed at home. But I just say that. I mean, I thought this was sort of weird. And then here, here he is. Flirting. She needed an oxygen With every, machine? Every, every young woman oh my goodness. who works at McDonald's and works at Subway. And you can tell she's, you know, she can tell that she's looking in that and she's steaming, you know, and you know, all steaming <laughs> mad here. And essentially then, you know, the red hot chili, hey, you know, Mexican chili pepper comes in and, you know, you have to uh, tell her that. Why? Hey, Why do you have to tell her that? Why didn't you just stick your damn freaking phone in your pocket here? You know, we Hide wouldn't have to listen you know. yelling and screaming. Quiet. We yeah, and he, <laughs> you know, it's like he had to throw it in her face. And I'm looking, what the hell is going on? Yeah, guess so what? You, got, a, you got another caller on, did you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Anyway, let's take, a, let's take a couple minute break, and we funny. will we'll <laughs> okay. be back here. Okay. <laughs> But All no, right. that's the sort of thing he wanted. He wanted to get caught, and there was a big, there was a big yeah. ass big well, area he, he did it on purpose. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's take a let's take a break. All right. <laughs> Funny. Okay, guess forty. You're on the air. What can I do for you? Hey, it's uh, it's Brian from Long Island. Oh, hello, Brian from Long Island. It's been a while here. Uh, uh, it's, it's, been not... a, it's been it's been a crazy few days for me, man. Uh, I, I just wanted to tell you, uh, I, uh, from a walking distance, I went down to the bar, and you know, I'm I'm not that type of person to go down to a fucking bar. I mean, if if I want to have a few drinks, you know, I'll get some beers and. And you know, do it in my own 
personal space, but I just went down to the bar and um and I met three Irish guys and uh, uh like literally from Ireland uh, Ireland with the accent and everything. They were here for a a vacation and one of them was passed out. Like he was just on the bar and he just had his his head in you know his head in his hands, kind of like crossing his his arms and just <laughs> all fucked up and and uh it, it, and i I've never been to that bar before, you know, and I'm not really like a bar goer type of person, but it's it's real close to my house and and I met this uh this guy and he and he was from you know right from Ireland, and he said oh i'm I'm gonna go go back to uh he didn't say he was going back to Ireland, but he was going back somewhere, and he had the you know that that real Irish accent, and I talked to him for like maybe half an hour and and it was a nice bar too. I mean, it was pretty empty, but uh, it was like right down the street from me. It was a real, you know, nice bar, and uh, it, was, it was funny as hell though. And I was telling them about, you know, I was kind of telling them about when I lived in California about the Mexicans and stuff like that. And I was telling them about nigger crime, and you know, I, I kind of like I didn't say it all at once. You know what I mean? I kind of did it slowly, but uh, and you live, and, and, you live in you live in what Long Island? Yeah. So this was on a Long Island bar, but especially Long Island, why on the North Shore is what it's called the Hamptons or something, ain't it? Yeah, yeah actually, actually, actually uh, yesterday, uh, well, I guess technically the day before yesterday, I went down there to uh, all the way on the east coast of Long Island. I went down to the Hamptons, uh, Montauk, uh, Long Island. Uh, a lot of rich people out there, but I, you know, I was just at I was just at the bar before and. And uh, and and before I met up with these Irish guys who came out of nowhere who were around my age, there was these two guys who were in the parking lot, and you know, and I'm I'm the kind of guy who's pretty confrontational. You know, I'm not. It's not like I'm looking for a fight, but I saw these these two guys and they were in the parking lot, and I'm like, you know, and I, obviously you could tell they were white, and I and I went up to them and I'm like, uh, what are you doing here? And they're like, what are you doing here? You know. And uh, one, and and then one of them, you know, he was kind of, uh, he's kind of like saying like, you know, what are you doing here? And I'm like, oh, I'm from. He was like, where are you? He's like, where are you from? You're not a New Yorker because he had a real thick New York accent. And uh, and I'm like, oh, well, uh, I lived in California for a while. And he was like, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, okay. And and he was, and then he, and then actually he brought up talking about Jews and stuff. And he was like, oh, do you? And and I was kind of like you know I I I usually can tell if someone's a Jew or not and I know he wasn't but you know it's it's always safer than sorry and I'm, and he started talking about them he's like oh are you against Jews and he had like a real thick jersey or not jersey uh, New York well, I guess jersey too like a real thick New York accent it's like oh where you from man uh, but you know he was white and he was he didn't act like a wigger or anything. He was into golf. I mean you could just tell by the way he dressed, like he had a polo shirt on and and shorts and shit. And and he was like, oh, he's in, and he was like, oh, are you against Jews? And and I'm like, uh, like I didn't know what to say. You know, I don't, I don't know what the fuck these people are like. And I'm like, no, and I'm like I don't know. And and he was like, no, he's like, no, I could tell you, I could, I could see it. <laughs> So I met up with him, and then this other guy, he kind of bailed. I guess he had to go to work. And I saw him pull out out of his pocket a few, like, $100 bills, you know, that they were making money, not like, you know, selling drugs, but, you know, just making legitimate money. And he said, oh, I'll take you down to the bar. And I'm like, okay. 
so he took me down to the bar and then he he bought me a drink and then he was talking to the guy uh, one of the bartenders and and he was just and they were talking about fucking golfing and shit and I'm like you know I was just kind of out of the picture like they just talked about golfing and and then after he left I was still out there I was still in the bar I mean and then these three guys showed up who were my age you know because uh, I'm I'm going to be 22 in a month. And I and I see these I see these three guys coming out of nowhere, you know, around my age. You know, they're all white and I was just I was just thinking, oh, you know, they're probably just local guys. And then I and then I start hearing them talking and they have like the Irish accent. And then one of them starts talking to me and he was and and I'm like, "Are you guys from Ireland?" And he's like, "Yeah, we're 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 here for, you know, a trip or whatever." And I'm like, "Holy shit." And I I just started talking to them and it's pretty cool though. I'm like, oh, you guys are from Ireland. It's like, I've never seen that. I've never met Irish people before, and and they're especially this guy. I mean, well, these two guys. It was three of them, but and, and like the third guy, he was just passed out. Like on on the, uh, you know, we were all at the bar, but he was just passed out. Like his, his head between his hands, you know, just passed out with his arms crossed, you know, and uh, and this guy was like. And this guy who I was talking to, he's only like a year or two older than me, and I was just talking to him about, oh, so I was like, so, so what's it like in Ireland and 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 shit like that, and and he was he was actually you know he wasn't like a liberal type, he was just saying like because uh, I was asking him, I was like, so are there like Muslims there and shit like that? And he's like, oh yeah yeah, and and I'm like, oh the they're, they're Polish people. No, but it, it was it was cool though, and and uh. And then they eventually they eventually got a yeah there's a train going on right now they eventually got a taxi and uh you know from the bar and it was closing down they eventually got a taxi and you know I I said all right well you know good luck you know take care and but you know they're real nice especially this one Irish guy I was talking to you know he's around my age and I was I was just so amazed I never met like a someone like that you know a real Irishman. Okay, so so pretty well. Uh, what what else was exciting here? You said that something exciting happened to you this last week or so. Oh well, uh, yesterday, or I guess technically, uh, well, it would be like two days ago. Uh, I went to uh, Montauk, uh, which is it's still in Long Island. It's all the way. It's all the way on the uh, the eastern tip of uh, Long Island, and I went all the way. You know, I went all the way uh, over there. Uh, Montauk, New York, which is like the east, you know, the most east you can get on Long Island, and uh, it was, you know, the more you go around there, there was like fish, it's kind of like a fisher community, but you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of like just rich white people in general, but still it was just all white and you know a lot of rich assholes, I guess you could say, but it, it probably, it, it, I guess if you can say, I guess if you can kind of. Uh, compare it to uh what you know southern california probably looked like in the 70s or something like just all white and uh, i saw like a lot of families and a lot of blonde people and it's like you know there was like maybe two or three niggers out of you know thousands of whites i saw and it was really cool you know to go out there and uh that was a good time okay well that sounds good here uh, I, I met. Um, hi there. I, I wanted to put a little input before you go on. I met when I um, I worked real estate in New York for a while, 
and I worked for an Israeli firm, real estate firm, and there was a young man from Ireland that was part partnered with me. We used to go out together on I'm for work, you know, for showing apartments. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, he and he actually was living in New York, and I believe he went back to Ireland because um, you no, know, I mean that his he did he he didn't fit in with uh, uh, you know the the um, the New York style lifestyle thing um, because of being well, it's like anyone who comes from let's say in, any parts of the like from the Midwest into New York or from um, any, you know, uh, small town out in the West somewhere would come to New York and the lifestyle is a little bit shocking for them. And they just don't, you know, adapt right away. So, yeah, well, it's cool. I, I mean, it, I really before, love to listen before, to the Irish talk, you know. Be, before I ran it. into, the, you know, uh, the Irish guy, a lot of people out here have Irish ancestry, um, but before I ran into him, I was walking. I was walking back to my house, and I saw these two guys in a parking lot. Like you know, they were just kind of standing outside of, outside of their truck, and uh, you know, one of them was a little shorter than me. I guess I'm about like five nine, five ten, average height. You know, and one of them was a little taller than me, and the other was a little shorter. And and I was just walking toward. I was just. I walked past them and. I'm the kind of person who, especially if someone's white, you know, if, even if I see them in the middle of the night, I'll be like, hey, I'll be like, what's up? You know, I'll just, and usually they'll like, you know, blow you off and say, oh, you know, whatever, because it's New York. I mean, a lot of people are kind of rude out here, but yeah. I kind of kind of said, what's up to them? And they and they were like, oh, and, and they kind of came up to me. And especially this this one guy, the, the taller guy, uh, Tim, and he's uh, he, he's from German ancestry, but he, he was he definitely had like that New York like rare, very thick New York accent, and he was like, hey, and he's like, w-, he was like, where are you from? Where are you from? And you know, I, and I told him, oh, well, I was in California and all that, and and he was like, oh, I'll, I'll take you to the bar, I'll take you to the bar, <laughs> and he's like, I'll, I'll buy you, I'll buy you a drink. I, I know all the people who work there, and I'm like, oh, okay, and I just came back from the bar and uh and I don't I'm not like a person who goes to the bar much but he was like oh I'll I'll take you there and and then he goes in there and he's like you know he, he knows everyone who works there and then and it wasn't crowded at all but like there was these other guys who came in there and he already knew them and and he was telling me uh you know he was like oh you can't do he, he was like you can't do what you did with me with everyone else he's like you, you can't just you can't just uh, go up to people and, and you know expect them to be like friendly and stuff. And I, I guess that's probably one of my uh, down points or whatever. It's like one of well, my. You're from uh, you're from California. I I live there. I'm just saying, like you know, I'm usually like you know uh, friendly to a point where it's probably dangerous. Like I'll just go up to anyone or. Well, you know, a lot of uh, uh, original Californians are much like the Midwest, like where I'm from, and. I was always friend, friendly. Like when you're, when you know, I lived in, I've lived in New York for a good while, and uh, worked there for a while. And most of the people, I mean, there are not that many people that are local. I mean, uh, the people are when you in New York, they're all visiting, they're they're tourists, and um, and it seems like you know if you're working like when I was in the real estate thing, it was like 
people coming in town trying to buy up a condo or buy something or rent something for their kids to go to school somewhere or, um, uh, you know, the original New Yorkers are, you know, usually pretty established and not that, you know, many of them moved out. You know, it's like it's just not it's not like it was like maybe 20 or 30 years ago. Um Oh, well, I mean, I, I guess for yeah. me, just white people in general, you know, I, I saw him yeah. and this other white guy in, in a parking lot, you know, it's it's not like if I saw two niggers in a parking lot, it would, you know, I, I would just go up to well, them. Well, nothing wrong. Go, I mean, you're friendly, you know. Yeah, yeah, well, that's just, yeah. that's just the way I am. And, and, you know, and he actually, and he actually, he said, oh, let's go to the ball, you know, because he has a real New York accent, but, uh you know, very Germanic looking and looking and, you know, at least six, six foot, six foot tall. And, um, and he knew like the guy who owned the bar and all that. And, and, and he actually drove, you know, he drove me home, uh, to my house, which wasn't even far away. And like, he kind of stopped right in front of my house and he, and he was telling me, he was like, Oh, he's like, it's kind of like, you know, giving me a warning. He's like, you, you just can't do that thing. What you did with me. He's like, you gotta be careful around here. Yeah, he was, he's right. You know, and you know what? He could be, you know, he's warning you. He's telling you right up front. It was dangerous. It is dangerous because <laughs> uh, you just know, I mean, New Yorkers are, well, people, let's put it this way. There's so many people traveling who come into the city that they're not just local people. And you just can't trust them. You know, somebody that's going to, you know, might go in and, sit and talk with someone, but allowing them to take you home, you know. Yeah. And he, he was right because that one time you might get into a car that you think he's friendly and he's nice and polite, and you may never show up home. They might find you somewhere in a ditch somewhere, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, well, you I, know, especially yeah. like a, a woman or something, but, you know, I, I like, like one yeah, you know, I mean, it, it was know. like his company car, and he was like, "Oh, I'll drive you home." And he had that thick, you know, New York accent. And I remember yeah. when I when I first when I first met him earlier tonight, and and there was this other guy, and he kind of owned a construction thing. And and I remember when I when I first started talking to them, they were kind of like looking at me, and, and you know, just kind of like assessing, like because I, I kind of came out of the shadows, and they were like, "Oh, who the fuck is this guy?" And, and he was saying, "Oh," he was like. You know, looking at my T-shirt and my tattoos, and he was like, "Oh, are you uh?" He's like, "Oh, are you anti-Jew?" And he didn't, I don't think he said oh, anti-Jew. Boy. He was like, "Are you anti-some?" He's like, "Do you hate oh, Jews?" And, and, and I was kind of politically correct. Like I was like, "Oh no, no, I don't know." But th- but then when I when I got to know him a little more, he's like, "Oh, he's like, don't worry, man. He's he's he has like you know he had like New York accent, but he's you know German." And he, and he was like, oh, don't worry, man. He's like, I I hate Jews. He's like, I I don't like the Jews. <laughs> and uh, uh-huh. and then after and then after that, when I went to the to the bar, and you know, I don't go to bars ever, but uh, it's like right down my street, and these three guys came in, all like from literally from Ireland, and I started talking to this one guy, and um and 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 I started talking to him, and and he was just like saying these things and. He was, and he was like, "Oh, we," and he had like the accent and stuff, you know. He's a real nice, real nice kid, you know, around my age. I think he was like twenty three, twenty four. I'm, I'm going to be twenty two in a month, but uh, he was real nice, and and he was like, 
who's from you know Ireland and and the two other guys he said they were his uh, cousins and I'm and he was like and I was like kind of asking him and, and I'm like, and I'm like oh well and I'm like oh how, how like why are you with them like how are you related to them are they your friends and he's like oh no they're my cousins and they kind of all looked a little different but they were all Irish like you could tell but they all had like that accent and stuff and I remember like the guy at the bar is just kind of like looking at us all with like a like a you know like a weird kind of like suspicion like what the fuck <laughs> well they don't but, hear no, he, he was but the Irish kid he, he but yeah. the Irish the Irish kid who I met he was really nice like and he said oh I'm going to get a taxi and you know he's they were going to go and and I even said I said oh my house is uh not even far away from here I said if you and your two friends if you if you guys uh if you guys have nowhere to go you could just stay at my house my parents won't give a shit and he's like no we're going to get a taxi and I'm like oh all right well suit yourself but you know if they wanted to they could have came to my place well and... you know what they 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 probably feel this way though you know they they've heard coming to the big city they're not going to trust just anybody they would rather you know that was kind of you but you see the average the average person, a traveler, was coming into the city of New York, uh, anywhere around New York. They're going to be careful about where they go and who they spend life and Yeah, I mean, I guess if I was in Ireland, you know, I, I probably wouldn't want to, someone just said, oh, you would st- mm-hmm. stay at my place. You know, it probably sounded creepy to them, but uh, no, but just meeting them, you know, meet, meeting them with, like, the Irish accent, especially the oh, one guy. I to talk to them. I love their accent. Um, you know who else has a cool accent? Is a Scottish, and the, yeah. some of the English they sound. The English have an accent that sounds similar to the Irish. Sometimes you think they're Irish, but they're really English. So. Um, no, it was just it was just a really weird night for me because uh, because I I met uh, these you know these guys at the parking lot when I was coming uh, from the. Uh, from from the bar and and I I really haven't been to that bar before since I'm you know I'll be 22 in a month but like I'm not like a bar kind of person like if I drink you know I'll be a few beers on my own and in my own time but uh you know I was there and 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 I kind of saw them and then there was this guy and he's like oh he's like he was like oh he had like a real thick New York accent and he's like oh he's like oh I want to go to the bar anyway and 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 he paid for my and he paid for the drink. It was like yeah, you know I got he, a check and coke abs- and he was absolutely right about you know you he, he was giving you very good advice. You were trusting him. How do you know that he could have not have dropped a um um uh, something in your drink? You know he kind of drugged you, take you off somewhere and destroy you. Huh. You know yeah that's what he meant. That's what he meant when he let you off. You shouldn't trust just anybody. Who's warning you? Oh yeah, I guess you know you got to be careful with that stuff. But oh yeah, huh. and, and, uh, and the and, and one of the guys uh, who worked one of the guys who works behind the bar was uh he he you know the guy who I met up with uh, he called the guy behind the bar like he he knew everyone around there and he called him a uh, big country. And this guy who worked behind the bar is like you know very Aryan looking and he was like six foot eight. I mean, just like you know, and there was like pretty much no one in the. There's pretty much no one in the bar, and uh, I, I well actually there was this black guy who came in. He was like a hipster, you know. He had like the long beard, and he came in with an Asian woman, and they were like you know together for a little bit, and 
whatever. And uh, and then and then these three Irish guys came in and and you know I talked to the Irish guys and and uh, you know they were very receptive. That's, That's what it's like. You know, it doesn't have like it. They come from everywhere. You know, I used to work on Upper East Side Manhattan um, on Fifth and Seventy uh, Six. Mm-hmm. And I I uh, I sold white French blouses in this real swanky French white blouse shop, and that side of the of the city, you, I mean, you get people with the money to show up there. I mean, show people show up. Um, matter of fact, uh, Paul McCartney came into the store, and when he was um, engaged to the the woman with the peg leg. And um, I got to him before anyone else, and the manager was all kicked, you know, <laughs> because I got to him. But because, and so I related to him because I remember when Paul McCartney, the, the Beatles, played their first concert in Chicago when I was growing up. My home's like 60 miles southeast of Chicago, and um, back in the 60s and when I was still, a, you know, teenager. So what I did was showing white blouses with French Mandarin collars. And I sold him like $5,000 worth of white blouses. And he told me I was the finest salesperson he ever met in his life. I only wished I had him write it out. But anyway, that he came here and some of the top models, movie stars, used to come in there and shop all the time. But many of them, the majority... This is the real truth. The majority of the customers were tourists coming through. Because where I was located, working up on the east side, is where most all of the exclusive fashion show, uh, stores are and shops. You know, so people come from all over the world, especially the women, they have money, and they shop on the Upper East Side. That's where they were shopping. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying it's not like I'm a complete retard and I'll go up to, you know, random strangers. It's just since I saw them and, and and I kind of like I kind of have my own thing. It's it's not even really a protocol, but uh, like, you know, I, I saw two two white guys and and they uh they didn't they definitely didn't seem like, you know, if, if I asked them a question if they said, "Oh, you know, fuck off, go away." And uh, that 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 would be the end of it. Then I kind of said, you know, hey, what's up? And it, it, it's kind of a little more than that. It's like a kind of a my own protocol. But it's it's not like you know, if I saw black guys in well, it today, I mean, you know, we had a good time. But I mean, nowadays it's like you know, you just got to be careful. Yeah, well, that's true. You but... know, and those Irish guys, I wouldn't have been concerned about. You know, I mean, they're they're pretty much you know they were tourists when they were coming away. You know, they they wouldn't be anybody you'd worry about. But um. No, I guess that's just the way I am, you know. Like in general, if I see someone, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, uh, I'm that way too. And you have to be careful. I'm that well, way too. Well, if you're a woman, yeah. Friendliness. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I always carry a knife and shit on me. I mean, if it's not like you know they're gonna you know yeah. hog tie me and put me in the back of a truck or some shit and rape me, <laughs> it's like I don't know. Yeah, they can. Well, they Matter can, fact, but it's, uh, that's a, Brooklyn, it's unlikely. I was uh, on a very nice, I was mugged in a very nice neighborhood, um, about two blocks from where I lived. And not only that, the building I lived in, um, 
was very close to um, Prospect Park. I don't know if you know, familiar with that. Well, I didn't even have money on me anyway, and and, and this guy, and you know, one of the well, guys there, and I, and I saw well, a uh, young guy, a young guy, a block away from where I was living there, though, came came into the city, and he got drug off. They found him dead, two blocks well, from in front in the front. Somebody stabbed him. So when he was getting money out of a little store right near where I lived, in the middle of the night, they picked him up, and you know. They stole his money and stabbed him and threw him out in somebody's front yard. Yeah, it can't happen. Well, it's a risk. Yeah, well. And he was your age. He he was he came but, to New York. But, but I'm I'm just saying when I when I met these two guys, especially like uh, one of them was shorter than me, and, and they didn't come come off as physically intimidating or anything. And, and, and I was just walking through a parking lot and I, I forget what I even said. I said, I, I said, Hey, do you guys know about that bar over there? And I just came back and, and they were kind of like, you know, they, they weren't uh, like, inti- those guys didn't seem as dangerous. They, they didn't seem like they'd be dangerous because they were tourists, but the New York guy was really warning you because yeah, he knows the, um, yeah, well, I mean, the, the guy who I the, the guy who I met, he said, you know, you shouldn't do that. But you know, I've had people tell me that, and I, it's a it's a good. Uh, only what case you, one time, honey, one time. Yeah, well. You know, so anyway, I mean, I have, I I have um, I don't take cabs. I don't like to take cabs because I don't trust the cab drivers. They're they're all from you know. No, they're all the sand niggers and shit, right? Yeah, right. And here I am, an older white woman, and I'm a fairly attractive white woman, older woman. And, you know, I sometimes wonder if when I get in a cab, are they going to take me home? You know? Uh, when I lived in Charlotte, I was threatened with that. I was terrified of it because there was a cab driver that did end up in Charlotte, North Carolina, actually picking up women and, you know, raping them. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just a little yeah. different when, when you're, you know, even though I'm young, but when I'm a, you know, I'm a young white guy, and if I, if I felt threatened, you know, I wouldn't even have approached them in the first place. But the older guy, and uh, he had like a thick New York accent, and, you know, and and he started, he actually brought up the Jew, you know, he actually brought up Jews and stuff, and because I told him, you know, I'm from California, and he was like, oh, he started talking about he started talking about Jews and and then the the younger guy was like oh I gotta get up early for the for work and uh and yeah he was real nice about it and uh, he kind of he kind of like gave his friend a hug and gave you know me a hug and I didn't even know who the I didn't even know the fucking guy and he's like oh give me a hug and I'm you like all right it, yeah yeah I mean you know that's but but then this but then this you know the taller guy uh, like six foot whatever. Uh, Tim, I, I, you know, could have, if they were good, they could have overtaken you. Do you realize that? Of course, I mean, you yeah, of course. To, you but you know, be, you just have to be careful because I, I'm just a good yeah. judgment of character. Really, it's like I'm, wow. you know, if, 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 if I if I thought they were going to do something to me, I wouldn't have approached them at in the first place. Because I actually, they're usually good. They're usually friendly. They're usually friendly, and they look good. They don't look like a threat. Those are the kinds of, that can end up being the threat. That's what I'm trying well, to say. Well, yeah. for the most part, I'm, yeah. it, you know, for the most part, it's usually niggers and, and non-whites who would do that. 
I mean, and I'm not saying there's not bad white people, but I'm just saying, you know, they weren't bad. And then, and then the, the the main guy who I met, he said, oh, he said, you want to go down to the bar? I'll buy you a drink. And then he went down there, and he was like all friends with the guy uh, behind mm-hmm. the bar. And then, and there was these other people who came in. He was friends with them. And I mean, like, I must uh, hang out there. Then that must be a local place for the man. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, I, yeah, I'm, anyway, I'm not saying he was just not, trying I'm not saying... to help you out. He was just trying to warn you. You know. Think twice before you go off with somebody and let them take you, put you in a car, you know, and drive you around. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying in general. I mean, uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's more likely to happen. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to sound racist, but it's, it's the truth. Especially if you have, if you have tattoos on. Now, basically, he was telling you he he understood it, but you must have tattoos that. Yeah, and the guy looked at it. that you are a racist or that you are not. Well, they didn't give a shit. Yeah, but actually, the guy who paid for my drinks at the, at the bar, this uh, Tim guy, he yeah. said, uh, he, he was telling me uh, I'm too politically correct because I was kind of holding back my tongue. And he was like, oh, you should just say what you really feel. And I'm like, are you sure about that? <laughs> and yeah, I was, not, well, you've got to be careful because what's going to happen? They're going to they're gonna enforce these hate laws. And why are you saying these things? Someone could overhear you. I didn't say you. a goddamn word. I'm just, I'm no. Someone can. No, I'm just using this as an example. Someone can overhear you say something, and they can go and report it to the police and say that you you said hate language because you racially said something about maybe him or somebody else, and said that they were a Jew this or that, and they can have you arrested for that, slammed into jail for a hate crime. No. Well. I'd like to, you know, take that chance. And and, and when we went to the bar, it was funny. There was this guy, and he's six foot eight, you know, this big fucking guy who was behind the bar, big Nordic-looking guy. And uh, and and the guy, you know, Tim, who I met, and he he, yeah, said, he, he was the, he was the one who brought up he was the one who brought up he was he was the one who brought up talking about niggers, you know, and he just said it like straight out like that. And and, and then the guy behind the bar, he kind of like looked looked around because you know there was no one there, and he was like, yeah, he's like, I, I forget what what the subject well, was even about. Just, you're okay now, but it's getting so that it's going to be that way. I mean, these idiots can do stuff. You know, yeah, yeah. you know. I mean, some 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 nerd or some pervert or somebody who maybe decides they don't like the way you look. You know, they just don't like you. You understand? You're you're a white white kid, and you're walking around being friendly. I'm just I'm playing the devil's advocate here. Okay? No, you're right. So you know, and some some little you know, one of these you know, idiots say, "Oh, I heard him say this." Well, that's hate one. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go <laughs> report him for hate, you know, for this crime. They'll arrest you for anything. These, you know, for anything. And just because you've got tattoos and you're a young white guy, that that alone makes you a racist already. See, it's your skin and what you got tattooed on you. You're a racist. You're a neo-Nazi racist. An evil, evil, you know. Uh, I'll give you an example of what happened with me with my uh, charming daughter. I, I really pulled something on her. Uh, this has been about a couple months now. We hardly ever get together when, when she does. You know, it's, it's oh, for a short time. And uh, we were in going into this drugstore, 
uh, one of the Dwayne Reeds, you know. And um, I'm standing in line, and there's this Indian in front of me, woman, with her little, you know, toddler in his arm. He's got big black beady eyes. And I'm looking at him, I'm thinking, you know, this is disgusting. These, in my heart, I'm thinking in my head, these people don't belong in my country, period. I'm thinking this. And the little kid's looking at me. And one of them walks up my daughter and says, oh, she is so cute. And she's saying all kinds of things about, oh, what a cute little boy. And blah, blah, blah. So we walked out of the store and walked to the corner and stood there and waited for the light. And this is right in the middle of Jersey City. It's, and, and I'm the only white, and she's the only white person standing around for over 100 feet, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, there aren't any around, period. I mean, when I go out, I, I only see myself, basically. The rest are either mongrels, chains, Jew, faggots, faggots, but I don't see real white people, you understand? So I'm standing on this corner, and I said to her, I'm an evil, Nazi, racist, white woman. And she got all angry. Oh. <laughs> That's horrible. I said, you don't like it. And she says, she was got, you know, I was waiting for her to slap me because uh, I thought she was going to slap me. If she did, I was going to knock the living shit out of her right there on that street. <laughs> so um, I'm dead serious because she slapped me one other time two years ago. I hadn't seen her for almost three years because of that. And so out of the blue, she calls me on Mother's Day after two and a half years. She slapped me because she was in my apartment and she saw that I had a little poster on my bulletin board that says, God hates fags. I took it off of the, you know, Westboro Baptist Church website. <laughs> and she, she, I never said a word. She just saw it and she looked at me and I said, I hate fags. They sodomized little boy. She took her hand and cold cocked me. Slap me as hard as she could and said, wow. I'm going to leave here and I'm not ever coming back. Well, that was, that was in 2012, in the fall of 2012. And I did not hear from her or talk to her. Oh, she did call to tell me when my brother died on the 13th because my brother's wife calls her instead of me to let me know my brother died. Um, to let me know that he died. And then she hadn't called me again. That was it. That was, this is how compassionate my daughter is. So um, I decided if she ever touched me again, I was going to literally beat the living shit out of her. So I was testing her. So I'm telling you, she, she really reacted. She could have slapped me, and she also could turn me in. I'm just using this as an example for you. Yeah. Because that's what's coming. You're not going to be able to open your mouth about Jews, bags, queers, anything. They'll call it hate language to question it. And first of all, you're going to automatically, they look at you. I've had these little muds already say, oh, you're a racist. This by looking at me, because I'm white. I have blue eyes. My hair is turning white. I used to be a redhead, and I've got freckles. I'm fair. Because I have white skin, they have so programmed them that we're racist. 
you're a racist because you're a white person. Okay? Mm. That's, I'm very serious. This is coming. So anyway, uh, just be, right. you know, I know it's hard to change your personality because you were raised probably like I was. I've always been friendly. I have this natural ability to relate to people of all different ages and backgrounds, and I've never been shy about, you know, being friendly and polite. But the friendliness and politeness is no longer going, it's going to be harmful to us who are white people because of our nature. Our nature is to be that way. But they have been programmed, all these muds, that we're evil, Nazi, white, racist people, and we hate them. They've been programmed through the schools, through the TV, through everything. They were brought over here under that assumption. Okay. No, I'm I'm used to learning that. (laughs) And that young guy that got murdered, this was back in 2004. I mean, he was in the little shop right behind where I lived. He was only a block and a half away. He went and he was in town for his graduation from high school with some of his friends. He stopped by to get, you know, I don't know what he was in that neighborhood for, but he went to the, you know, ATM machine in this store and these guys evidently picked him up. Are you there? Yeah. Picked him up and to give him a ride, and they stabbed the hell out of him, took his money, and threw him in the front yard. It was his graduation trip to New York from high school. Yeah, it happens. Well, just before when I was talking to the that Irish guy uh, at the bar, I was, I was kind of not trying to threat, threaten him or anything, but I was telling him when you know when I lived in Southern California, <laughs> I said you wouldn't like it out there and. And and he was really, you know, listening on my every word. You know, he wasn't just he wasn't one of these type of, you know, liberals or Marxists and, and he was listening to my every word and I said, You you really you really wouldn't like it out there and I mean I said maybe in certain parts going to the beach or something, but if you if he went to like the same high school I did and stuff and I was I was just kind of like simplifying all the things I've been through, uh, all the different racial things and, and you know, he, uh, we were both looking at each other in the eyes, this, this Irish kid, Irish guy, and, you know, he was like a few years older than me, you know, we're both pretty young, and and he was just like, I, I, I could tell he, he wasn't, he wasn't like the type who was like, oh, you know, I'm, you know, he's just bullshitting, like, you know, talking about me, you know, he, he knew it was the truth, and, and uh, he, he definitely knew, like, everything I was telling him was the truth, and, and, uh, and he was out, and he was out there, uh, or out here, and he was saying, you know, oh, I'm gonna get a taxi and stuff, and and he had his two other friends from Ireland. And I said, hey, if, if you guys want to, I said, I was, and I was being genuine, and I was like, hey, if you, I, I live down like I live down the street. You got well, all th- all three of you could s- stay the night at my house, and he's like, oh no, we gotta go. He's like, oh, we gotta go somewhere else, and yeah, I, I, it probably would have sounded weird, you know, since he didn't know me or no, none I of them knew me. That. If you were in another country and somebody offered me to come and stay in their house, I would be very leery of it. Yeah, so well, I, there's, you know, yeah, I guess. I mean, but. yeah, yeah. 
Well, hey, listen, uh, guest 15, I'm not Jewish, but my ex-husband is. She's like her father, but worse. Okay. <laughs> so, um, anyway, well... Uh, oh, where's Martin? I haven't heard him. I don't know. I know. He I kind of forgot this was even his show. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I was just. Well, I'm waiting for you. Oh, I fell asleep for about five, six minutes, and <laughs> then I woke here, and then I decided to uh, upload the free book of the day, and you know, I went ahead and downloaded about oh four or five uh, new books. By the way, if you have a Amazon account, you can get. Uh, Game of Thrones for a dollar ninety nine on Kindle. Uh, <laughs> on uh, Weber's dot com slash Kindle, page one, you can get Game of Thrones for a dollar ninety nine. Let's see, which is which is not a bad deal here. If you uh, mm-hmm. anyway, and oh, uh, uh, I want I want to. I'm gonna hang up and let you guys chit chat longer. I've been on a long time uh, dominating the conversation, so I'm going to stay tonight. Thank you for, oh, well, well, for what's your, inviting what's your, me on. What's your name, ma'am? This is Flushing Mary America. Oh, I didn't even know. Sorry. From Jersey no. City, New Jersey. <laughs> I had no idea. I, no, no, no. I'm not from here. I just live here. I'm not... Yeah. I want you to stop saying that I'm from New Jersey. Well, my, not, parents, my parents I'm are from Jersey, from Jersey. And... I'm not from New York. I'm from the Midwest, from Indiana. That's where I'm from. Okay? okay. LaPorte, right. Indiana, which is LaPorte, Indiana, Indiana, South, where I was born and raised. You're just an American, yeah. American girl. You betcha. My family goes all the way back to the 1600s on both sides. So, you know, uh, and anyway, night, y'all. Good night. Okay. <laughs> well, let's take about five minutes, and then I'm going to ask uh, Brian. Uh, ask Brian about uh, hey what he's been doing for the last oh couple months. So we'll, let's take about a three or four minute break, and we'll be back. Hail victory. Hey, Dexter. Hey, boy. Come here. Hello. Hello, Dexter.
Okay, we're back here. I was I'm looking at this nigger, he's yapping about how daddy shows almost no real women on Ashley Madison. And that is what uh, that's what the hacker said. He said he, he said is that you tards are pathetic. ninety five percent ninety five percent of the critters on Ashley Madison are <laughs> are men here. So essentially, you are paying good money like this one ass clown did, eight hundred ninety dollars for two accounts on Ashley Madison. So I was, oh, every so often I go to Joplin Craigslist uh, to look and see what the Craigslist skanks are advertising, and there's there's uh, two critters. You know, I, I'd say it's the same thing as on Ma- Ashley Madison, but if there are any real women here. Well, it's usually, well, just like I said, you know, uh, New Orleans here, you go to the French Quarter. Uh, I went to the French Quarter after I delivered a load of coffee beans at this warehouse about eight blocks away. You know, they had a railroad line, and essentially it was a load of green coffee beans I picked up in Laredo, Texas, and drove with a bunch of uh, other, what, uh, Burlington drivers to... uh, you know, to be delivered, and then I decided rather you couldn't get any, you know, you couldn't really get anything out of. There are some, there are some places which essentially they don't really produce anything, and New Orleans is one of them places here. Don't really produce anything unless they have something coming from overseas, and usually they don't. So you're, you know, most of the time, as I remember, we went back up to Monroe, Louisiana, and they had a paper mill. And since they have these big old, you know, what they call suicide rolls, these big old rolls of, oh, eight or 10,000 pound, you know, brown paper. And essentially, but anyway, we picked up, you know, these coffee beans and then delivered them here. But then I went up to Monroe, Louisiana, which was the, uh, one of these companies that had been bought over. But anyway, I went to the French Quarter and... You know, there are a few niggers running around, but it's the French quarters on the high ground. You know, it's it's old from around what the 1700s or so, and uh, you know these buildings were around when Andrew Jackson, you know, fought the Battle of New Orleans. But anyway, around there, you'll end up having these small houses inhabited by niggers and stuff like that. But in case in uh, oh in the French Quarter, there's tourists and there's faggots here. Well. On the Craigslist, from what I gather, there's two sort of critters. There's homos and there's harlots. You know what I mean? And usually the the homos, they want to see pictures of your dick. You know what I mean? So they're the homos. The harlots, uh, every time they need a letter S here, they start with a dollar sign. So they're the harlots. And the homos want to see pictures of your dick. So... <laughs> <laughs> on the other hand, on the other hand, it doesn't cost anything to, uh, you know, be on, uh, you know, I guess Craigslist. But what is what is hilarious though, is that sometimes you'll have from the homos, I guess, you'll have pictures of different of different uh, Google pictures of different skanks here, and the text will say, "I am a chocolate black African American." And it'll show a picture of a big fat, you know, wigger chip, or at least white tits, you know what I mean? And they'll have the same damn thing for, say, Joplin 
Well, same damn thing for Tulsa, the same damn thing for Fayetteville, same thing for Springfield. And they'll have about the same damn title and the rest here. So I wouldn't doubt that Ashley Addison, you know, Ashley Madison uh, essentially is Harlots and Homos as well here. So in any case, I was just, you know, they had a big stink. They're from Toronto, Canada or something like that. And uh, a bunch of these tars got caught. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm looking at the Fox News. Hillary, quote, takes responsibility for email use. Oh, so that means she's going to uh, quit running for president, or is she like Bill Clinton when he took responsibility for Waco, which means that no accountability, no nothing. He just claimed he took responsibility. So anyway, I'm just I'm just sort of kicked back. Uh, you had Mary America. I was looking – I had a fairly good monologue. Uh, for the first, what, 45 minutes? And then Mary came on, and uh, she's an old uh, sort of friend. Uh, you know, I've known her since late 2011, you know, early 2012, when she used to be with another old friend, sort of, named Logan Hunter. And they had this conspiracy theory uh, of the week, and they do it on Friday nights. And Logan would yak for about five hours. And that worked out to about 2013, and we were, the old Logan would run around with older women. And Mary, I think she's around close to 70 or so. Maybe, no, she is 70 or something. So we were talking about uh, Bruce Howard, a.k.a. James Lawrence. Uh, (laughs) You know, and since we're talking about that sort of shit here. But anyway, I've been... I've been looking at the bowel movement, and you have all Andre the Nigger. You have all these other characters, and they are getting they are getting reinforcement from the New York Times. They're getting mentioned in the major news media, supporting you know supporting Donald Trump, and they are blossoming. They are blossoming, sort of like oh I don't know, sort of like fescue, sort of like fescue. This is a graph. About two or three weeks after you pour a load of fresh pig shit or chicken shit over it, and it's been, you know, it's been rained on a while here. You know, initially it don't really take off, but once it gets a good load of shit upon it here, you know, it'll go ahead and take off after two, three weeks, you know, after the rain stop here. You don't want to spread it out in the summer because it'll sort of burn it up here, you know, pig shit especially here, but... Uh, you know, so I'm looking. I'm sort of look at that. Look at Trader Glenn Miller. Uh, last week, I uh, you do know that Mitch Bubros is back from uh, uh, salmon wrangling in Alaska. Yeah, yeah, he was back, and I didn't overtly. I didn't overtly accuse him of being a red nigger. I did sort of imply it, though. But I decided not to be mean. You know, I mean, that's, you know, sometimes, sometimes, I mean, hey, you know, it's just time to be mean. It's just time to be sort of pointed. It's time to be a little bit arch. It's time to be, oh, just, you know, just swing for the fences, you know, with the, uh, you know, swing for the fences with the piss Elm club here. And then sometimes it's time to just simply... Go around and see what you can find out. So I decided to not be altogether mean to pull the, what, Bitch Boobaros Tonto. 
But uh, he's back from Wrangling Salmon in Alaska. Uh, you know, I, I'm very curious in Indian. What are, you, what are you doing? Hmm? Oh, it sounds like you had some noise in the background. Oh, sure. Oh, okay. No problem. No, I'm, I'm listening. Okay, well, it looks like yes, number 42. Uh, one of the Nimbuster Tards. Uh, he he came back here, guess 42, and now I decided after the mall, you had Linda talking, and Linda a lot of the times is sort of like a, she's sort of like a starving raccoon. You know, I, I don't know if you ever raised a raccoon from when it was a little bitty coon, you know, or anything like that here, but heck, that, that coon will nip you if you get between it and its uh, food, you know what I mean? You know, that old coon is just hungry, and, you know, the coon just got to eat, and it will nip you if you get into between the food. And sometimes, sometimes Linda acts that way, and I don't get a word in edgewise here. So when you and the rest were, when you and Linda were yakking, oh, I sort of took a, I sort of took a micro nap, and then I went ahead and looked at, uh, you know, <laughs> Was munching up some nachos. Okay, all righty here. So, uh, well, uh, anyway, so how you so how are you doing when you're not going to bars and meeting Irish, you know, Irishmen? Well, it's pretty much you know hanging out out, out here. And uh, uh, yesterday, or I guess technically two days ago, I went all the way to. Uh, the east end of Long Island in Montauk, and uh, you know, I, I called into the uh, the biker show, the ANSSMC or whatever, and um, okay. kind of talked a, a little bit about that. And oh, there's a whole bunch of fucking rich people there, but still, like everyone was, you know, white and stuff. And it's real close to the shore. Uh, and I was just saying, you know, to them, I was like, this is probably what. California looked like, you know, in the 70s or whatever, it's just, uh, you know, 95% white at least, and it's a real great place to be, but, you know, it's probably not going to always be that way if things continue, you know? Well, if you're on the four lanes, sometimes it'll be close to the ocean, and you'll just see these sort of like these sand dunes here, and there's not anything really growing there. I once delivered a load of this oh particle board furniture here made by O'Sullivan. I don't know if you ever knew that, but they used to make cheap uh, entertainment sets here that you would they'd make it out of particle board and then it would have a little plastic finish here of imitation walnut or imitation oak. You know, I mean they've they've been bankrupt for about a decade now. But they you know, were used to making Lamar, Missouri. And one time I had, shit, I had to go to Long Island. So across the George Washington Bridge, you know, in the early a.m. And then across the Frogs, you know, across, you know, the Cross Frogs Expressway. And then to the Frogs Neck. Well, they call it the Frogs Neck. I'm not quite sure what the hell a frog, what the, you know, you know, I don't know what the hell a frog is, but I'm sure it has a neck. You know what I'm talking about, right? And yeah. so I went to uh, went to some 
Oh, it went about 30 miles into Long, you know, Long Island. It was about halfway. You know, it is a lo- it is a Long Island. You know what I mean? You know, there must be a big old ridge, and then, you know, it's sitting up. It's sitting up here, and you know, you see these. Now, I guess I wasn't. I didn't get to the Hamptons or to the way east or something like that. But you would you would see these sort of uh, oh, sort of like sand dunes or something like that, and you're driving on, what, the four-lane road? You know what I mean? But in any mm-hmm. case, it, it looked more, I don't know, it, you know, it looked, I don't know why there was all this area which wasn't built up, or maybe I'm thinking something else, but California, California is sort of like a desert going into the ocean here. You know, whereas, uh, where say, Long Island and back east, it's, it's a good deal more humid, a good deal more wet here. You know what I mean? So there is there is that difference between California and back east places here. So, yeah, I, uh, I've been a lot more times in New York than I ever wanted to be while driving a truck. But... Uh, well, on the, on the way to Montauk, it's actually like you know pretty rural. Like you'll pass all these farms and stuff, and it's it, it's pretty you know surprising that it's just uh, uh I don't know just just on the way there. Like you go through a few well, you go through a few small towns on the way. The closer you get to there, but still on the way when you're when you're going like the you know you keep going east uh, all the way to the end of. You know the east point of Long Island. There's like a, you know farms and stuff, and I, that that's just like you know what surprised me the most. Like I didn't think there was much of that out there, but there was like you know farms and and even on the well, way there, there like, was like you know woods like, and stuff. It's sort of like New Jersey here, outside say Fort Dix and what they call the the Pine Barrens, which really you know which are sand and pine trees. You know what I mean? Like you have in New Jersey. Uh, I don't know if you ever seen what you know. You had next door to it McGuire, and then you had next door to it Newark, which is the commercial, you know. And then you had Fort Dix, and I'd basically Fort Dix. And you're running around, and you have all this freaking sand and these damned pine trees. I don't know if you ever been to Fort Dix or not. You know what I mean? I had basic training there in February of February and March of uh, 1981. And, uh, you know, it, it's sort of desolate in some cases. And you're driving through New Jersey, and, yeah, you'll have farms. And, yeah, they call it the Garden State. Now, usually I'd pick up garbage from Lindhurst, New Jersey. So I'd tendency to call it the Garbage State. But, mm-hmm. no, I mean, you, you, you have that. But I can imagine the land is quite valuable. And essentially, if you end up having farms, they must be able to not pay as much, you know, as a commercial rate, you know, able to pay for it as a farm, as a farm rate, you know, as opposed to, say, a commercial or a, you know, whatever else rate, because I couldn't see how you can maintain to have a farm, you know, with probably land that costs so much. You know what I mean? You understand what I'm saying? It'd be... I mean, you go to you go to upstate New York, and it's sort of like a northern Arkansas. You know what I mean? You'll have people. You know, I've been around what Saratoga, 
and you'll have inland. Now you'll have you'll end up having the rich chews, and of course you have the race track, which is part of the Belmont Stakes or something like that. But you're what five or ten miles away from it, and you will end up having what two-story big old white houses which need paint, and the locals will a lot of them won't have hardly any teeth. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just like living in a, you know, pocket of rural poverty just a little bit, you know, away from, quote, Saratoga. And you're driving by there, and here's a cornfield, and you'll see this monument to uh, General Benedict Arnold. You know, he was a hero of Saratoga. And he got his leg hit, and he had his, he had his, he had his leg and lower foot cut off, and they say that was the only part of him that didn't turn traitor. You know what I mean? And you'll have this here little, you'll have this here little monument to General Benedict Arnold, who took over at Saratoga from this idiot named Gates, and you know, about where he lost his, uh, you know, at the battlefield where he lost his uh, leg or part of his leg, his foot or whatever. You know what I mean? And you're going back there, and it is, you know, it is not a rich, it is not a rich place here. So I imagine. You know, I imagine if you have some farms there, just like you have in New Jersey, the land is worth quite a bit, but somehow they get a tax preference or something, right? Yeah, and I mean, on the way there to Montauk, where I went, it's like you kind of pass through the Hamptons, like Southampton and stuff. And actually, for the, because I called into the biker show, I just called the biker show for short, the, uh, you know, the Aryan Nations, whatever they are. The and um, motorcycle club. Yeah, and but for the first for the first and only time, because you know I lived down in Southern California and stuff, and but the first and only time I I saw a guy uh, on my way there, and I I saw a guy, and he had a, it was it was just standing all alone. It wasn't like you know two or more guys or you know a whole group. It was just one guy alone, and he was uh, and the, there was kind of a lot of traffic up there. I guess a lot of people were. Yeah, all all over from New York, we're going to the Hamptons. You know, all these rich fucks, and he, and he had a sign. You know, uh, well, he had like a American flag on top, but he had a sign, and it said "Deport all illegal." I'm trying to think what it said. It said like "Deport illegals." I never saw anything like that, and and I know it's not like you know, it's it's not really a controversial sign for people like us. It's like uh, whatever, but. Still, it's like I've never seen anything no, like that. No, there is. There is, especially this last week. You'll end up having these Jew Yorkers and old cunt hair walrus, is, you know, or Brad Griffin, you know, uh, Andre the Nigger, uh, Jared Taylor, all these other characters there. You know, it's just like spreading shit over grass here, and they're just, you know, it's just giving them a little energy boost here. You know, because Jews are calling them in and paying attention to them. I mean, I, I've known I've known Brad Griffin for ten years, and uh, essentially he's he's mentally he's mentally a lightweight here. I was annoyed as hell because here he is bitching at me for essentially pointing out is that this little this little bitch who got gunned down by this nigger faggot. You know, she's a member. She's a member of this quote elite. Elite. I look at this character. He's a. He looks like he's a Jew. He's 
used to be in theater. And essentially... Well, you mean the guy in Virginia who, who killed the white yeah, woman? Yeah, well, well, no, the, the the father of this here little Whigress, you know, this little Whigress. I think she's an, I think she's an Anglo mestizus. I mean, I go over to Fox News, and some of them might be blonde, but what they are is that they're they're little mansrous blondes. They're 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 cork eyed, you know, they're cork eyed mansrusses here. It don't matter where they have white hair. I mean, you can have white, you can have yellow hair. Yeah, I mean, well, the thing that kind of struck me about her, she's only like, because uh, I'll be tw- I'll be 22 uh, from a month from now, and, and she was 24, but she looked like she was like 34. I mean, she looked, she didn't look like uh, 24. She looked more like 34. I'm just saying, well, you know. Looked, yeah, she looked a little bit older, but here is, you know, here is her daddy. He looks like a Jew. He's a liberal Jew. And what 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 do the Democrats? What is Obongo's little? Little mongrel press secretary, yap yap yap. We need, we need to pass more background checks, you know, to avoid gun violence. Yeah. And I'm looking at some shit here. This was not gun violence. This was nigger faggot violence. <laughs> That's what Definitely. it was. Nigger, nigger faggot violence. But you have these, you have these people, and essentially every single time. You know, here's this nigger, here's this nigger faggot. Uh, I mean, they're yapping about, oh, how they got to stop. They got to stop this, well, you know, gun violence here. It wasn't the gun that jumped out. It was, a, you know, a gun was used, but it was a nigger faggot who used it. But, you know, here's old Connor Wallace. He's going ahead and getting down. I mean, how can you laugh about, I went ahead and compared, I went ahead and compared. I said, I wonder. You hear the, you know, you see the video, you hear the bang, squeal, bang, squeal, bang, squeal, squeal, bang, bang, squeal, 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 bang, bang, squeal, and then, you know, the A shot, and you don't hear no more squealing, you know what I mean? Mm. Now, I don't think that, I don't think the young camera wigger did any squealing, I mean, he got the first shot, you know, he got the first shot, he's dead, you know, the, you know, the wiggerous blonde wiggerous, who's the... Essentially, she's a business wiggress. She don't squeal. I think it's a little. I think it's a little mandrus or Jew mandrus who's doing all the squealing. And hell, how many fucking shots? I mean, she's still squealing, but not really squealing like she's dying. Actually, it's just bang squeal, bang squeal, bang squeal. So when you go ahead and hear that, you end up hearing every single card talk about how there is a conspiracy like Sandy Hook. Now, maybe there is, and maybe there isn't here. But it's all, we need to take care of gun violence. No, what they mean is they don't mind guns being in the hands of pigs. They certainly don't mind guns being in the hands of nigger faggots. Yes, we need to keep white men from having guns. And what I hear, what I keep hearing, I mean, essentially, it's about these... You know, be these Jews, be these whatever, they're scared shitless of us. And I guess they're trying to talk, you know, talk to Republican conservatives. Mm-hmm. You know, are you are you enjoying a snack from uh from plastic wrap or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> Getting okay. some chips. I'm sorry, I'm listening. Yeah, put, put the chip put the chip put the chip for about two feet. You got, your arm should be longer than two feet. 
keep the chips away from the around the phone. Okay? <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm good now. All right. Any case, uh, you know, but, and you know, here's old cunt here, Wallace. He goes ahead and says, "As I went ahead and asked, you think she's shit? A sort of a turd? Like when you go ahead, you know, I don't know if you've ever trapped possums or anything like that. Here, when we were young, we didn't have very much money, and possum pelts were worth a dollar. And essentially, what happens in the middle of winter? We go ahead and catch these possums out in the barn, and we would club the possums here." And one night we clubbed about eight of them here. But, you know, you go ahead and you manage to ambush these possums here in a trap or something like that. They'll play dead. And then you beat in their heads with a with a bit of stove wood. And then, you know, then they'll have a tremor and blow will come out of their nose and they'll really be dead. But what happens to these possums every single time you go ahead and, you know, beat them over the head, what happens is the possum will squeeze out a final turd. And I was wondering if that little uh, mamzerous skankazoid with a little squeal, bang, squeal, bang, squeal, bang, squeal, bang, squeal, if she went ahead and shit a final turd here. So I was going ahead and asking that here, and old cunt hair was yapping about, oh, how can you think that? Well, look, cunt hair, you know, I, I, I hate a lot. I hate a lot. I hate these people who stole my grandchildren, those people who tried to send me to prison, have me murdered. I hate these people. I hate their families. I hate their children. I hate all of them here. They need to die. But, you know, I mean, how in the hell, how in the hell can you really whine when some nigger faggot goes ahead and kills the spawn of these Jew boys and these wiggers, especially when, especially when this young little skank is going to work her way up to be in a high-ranking stank with Barbara Walters or Jessica Savage or any of these people. How can you go ahead and whine when these cocksuckers get what they have coming, get what they have coming at the paws of these fucking nigger faggots? You know what I mean? I mean, they're the ones who like advancing them, saying they're the equivalent of white people. Really, you ought to gloat. You really ought to gloat when these Jews and these Wiggers and all the rest of them, when their children are killed by these fucking animals. You know what I mean? You really ought to gloat about how it happens because, essentially, you know, all these chickens came home to roost that, you know, that morning. I'm going ahead and looking at, and I see a little grin on her face like she's about to give a damn fucking blowjob here. You know what I mean? And yeah, I don't know if you know that picture of what I'm talking about. I mean, you know, the Wigger cameraman, you know, he looked like he was a better sort. He looked like he was maybe working class or, you know, I mean, essentially middle class or something like that here. But, you know, this little cork-eyed bitch here, I'm glad the fucking nigger faggot went ahead and plugged her. You know what I mean? And, I, really and the- like, I really like that. And the thing that the you know thing I mean? that really got me, you know, well, of course, there's people who say, "Oh, it was a false flag." Well, I don't fall for that, but I'm saying that, um, you know, at, at, right after it happened, her uh, fiance or boyfriend, you know, a blonde-haired guy, you know, to, surprisingly, she. He has a red-haired. He has a red-haired. How do you do, Quaker? You know what I mean? Yeah, but like right after it happened, he goes on Twitter and saying, you know, I don't know what the hell he said, but I know he 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 went on Twitter. It's like, 
you know, say if I had, you know, say if I had a, a girlfriend and I was about to marry her, I'd known her for over a year, you know, and I don't even have a Twitter or Facebook or anything. And, you know, say if she was high profile, it's like, that's the first thing that comes to your mind. You're going to go on fucking Twitter and, you know, express your feelings. I mean, that, that's just kind of just, that's just kind of, uh, proves how fucked up our society is. It's like, oh, well, well. He, he looked like an emo, you know, howdy doody whizzer, you know, whizzer. I mean, shoot here. Maybe, you know, maybe in about 40 years, he'll have his, he'll have his dick of nuts cut off like Kate, you know, like Bruce Sinner did either, you know. I mean, you know, he looked like a fucking howdy doody emo faggot. That's what he looked like to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, but just still, it's like, it's like what a pussy, though, you know? It's like, that's the first thing he comes to his mind, going to his well, Twitter to, you know, dad. express I his see, feelings. I've seen, seen the skank's dad, and essentially here he is on Fox News, and he's he's like a born-again little emo, howdy-doody-wigger faggot here. And I've seen, I've seen that kind before here, but essentially the dad of that, you know, that skank, you know, I mean, look at it, he just seems, you know, he looked like he was a fucking Jew. So, and I seen, I seen the skank's mother. She looks like a, she looks like a wigress. You know, she looks like a wigress. I mean, that woman you're talking about, Linda here. I mean, she was what sixteen or seventeen, and I didn't even know who that she'll... was who I was talking to until she said at the end, "Oh, I'm Linda," and I'm like, "Oh shit, that was uh, yeah, Bruce, Christopher's she, she knows... girlfriend." <laughs> Well, Bruce were Bruce was gonna be Bruce was hump here. I mean, old Bruce were um he is just you know, he you know, he just gets tired of beating off, he gets tired of fucking the sheep, gets tired of fuck them the grease knot hole, uh tired of flag about two, three weeks but why did you put up with Bruce here? I says, Well, I was hoping to get some mileage out of Bruce were you know, so I went ahead and forgive him twice for calling me a child molester here. You know, two major times here. And so I'm just tired of dumbass Bruce. I'm just tired of dumbass Bruce. Work. I mean, I'm not going to get any mileage out of that fucking stupid Jew boy. You know, you're, you're Long Island, Brian. I'm, we're talking about Bruce Howard, 6933, which means 69, come, 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 come. But any case, uh, well, yeah, I Bruce, mean, he's he's the same age as me, but you know, and I'm not saying I'm smart, but I th- I think he he might have. A, as a screw oh, he, loose, he, he you know. Up. He's, you know, he has more than a few screws loose. He's just a fucked up little Jew boy. You know what I mean? You know, he's a schizoid Jew boy. He's mad as hell at Dewey Tucker for saying correctly that he screwed up here. And you I'm, know, like I'm mommy and daddy at, issues or something. I don't know. Yeah, you know, he, he's, he's, a, he's a schizoid Jew boy. That's what he is. He is schizophrenia and he is a Jew boy and he's fucked up in the head. And that's what he is. You know what I mean? But... You know, I mean, you know, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't, you know, I like Linda, but you know, she was a red-haired, she was a red-haired, a hybrid negress character. You can tell she's white, and essentially she got knocked up by a Jew boy, uh, a Jew, which you know, a Jew college student here. She's a, uh, you know, here she, you know, here she is. She's a. Indiana, small town, you know, small town girl back in 1969, and she gets knocked up by a Jew, and this Jew likes essentially a hybrid negress with red hair. You know, these Jews like, you know, red-haired, you know, white women. And essentially, she squeezed out, she squeezed out, uh, you know, 
squeezed out a kike wing, you know, and then squeezed out a kike as, as well here. And essentially, she does keep sort of a track of her children. She does not keep track of her ex-husband here. So she she goes ahead and she learns about Chris and Danny, and she will have all sorts of enthusiasms here. That, that's what that's what I see here. And you see, I've been, I was raised in, I was raised in Herbert Armstrong's church, so I understand the British Israelite, you know, thing pretty good here. So as a result, I'm able to see, okay, the season set there, I know where that came from. I know where the notion that the Germans are Assyrians, which was a fucked up thing by this, uh, you know, Jew named uh, Hein, uh, I forget his first name. And, you know, generally, generally I've been saying here, I, I know when old Morris Gillette, he doesn't know, understand anything about what he's talking because he's a drunken crackhead who learned a little bit about it. He don't know a damn thing. Uh, you know, and that's what you have. You have a whole bunch of, you know, paranoid schizophrenics. You have, you know, you have people who want to go ride bikes for Yahweh or whatever, and they're sort of messed up here. I, I don't mind the ANSSMC because, Really, what they want to do first is ride bikes, but they want to claim to be Aryan nations. And, you know, I don't mind if Pastor Bowler wants to claim, you know, claim that at all either. But you will have all sorts, you will have all sorts of characters. And as a result, why I know when these, some of these people are, you know, way out of line here. In the case of, you know, Bill Frank here, he is essentially a paper spreaderist. Now he's an openly no-devil Jew boy. I mean, I, I go ahead and see that. Eli James, he's a Talmudic papist printer. Really, when it comes down to it, he's a no-devil Jew boy as well, but he'd be smart enough to go ahead and hide his Jew tail better than think is. And so, you know, this one character who's hanging around Johnny Tonto Britton here, you know, he's a, you know, he's an Adventist. We lost you know, red nigger mongrel of some sort, uh, who is now going after the mouth of this real, you know, Talmudic Jew, this rabbi named Yer Davidy, who uh whose father whose father was a uh, was an Australian, but his mother was a Kaikis. And basically he's living in Israel. Last year he was in Cyprus trying to get an entrance visa to go to uh you know, to go to uh you know, to go visit Rabbi Yer Davidy. And I'm not sure if he got interest visa or not here. He probably did. And he's yapping all this Talmudic shit. Uh, I made fun of one of them to where, oh, guess what here? Why, you know, if you are in the same, if you're in the same room as a menstruating woman, you are unclean and you got to bathe and running water. And I made fun of that. I said, when Moses wrote that, how much freaking running water was there? Was there for if you have two million or two or three million people, of which what one point five are women? I mean, how are you going to ritually cleanse yourself every time you're in a tent when the great outdoors with a hundred yards of a menstruating woman? How's that going to work out? You know uh, what happened with Jesus Christ? You had a mother. Did did she not menstruate? He had at least two sisters. Did they not menstruate, or did Yahweh plug their pussies so Yahweh wouldn't sin because he, you know, 
you know, because he didn't cleanse himself ritually, all this sort of stupid shit. You know what I mean? Mm. And so you you end up having this retard yap about how dual seed line. He's not in Christian name, but he sort of he you know he's he's you know he has he has something against me because you know essentially he's a giant hunt of Britain, and I'm reading this stupid shit. And he's claiming I'm an eat of my Lapland or whatever, because guess what? Giant Tonto Britain and Russ Walker and the rest of them, he's yapping about how the you know, dual seed line comes from the Talmud. Whenever you hear that stupid shit, you're talking to a Jew. Because the Talmud does sort of hint that Cain is the son of Lucifer. And so that's what these that's what these creatures show up here. And the answer is, is that the Talmud was not fucking written down until A.D. 72. And it, it doesn't, it's not as old as the Septuagint translation, because really the ones who were trained to do this were these, were these Edomite Jews who were not made into you know, believing the Judean faith, until they were conquered by the uh, Maccabees around 166 B.C. You know what I mean? So therefore, therefore the notion, therefore the notion about two seed lines, one good, one evil, the Talmud was not actually, was actually worked on, you know, I mean, it was an oral tradition until A.D. 72, and then you end up having the pre-Mishnah written down, and the mission is the oldest part, but you didn't have the completed Talmud until around 1200 A.D. So you're claiming, you're claiming that, you know, talking about the Book of Jasher, which was written in the Septuagint, dates the Talmud when essentially even the oral traditions uh, didn't start coming into effect until about mm, 100 years after the Septuagint is written. These are people who don't know anything. They're just they're just yapping they're just yapping some shit here that they heard. They're listening to Jews trying to claim trying to claim that they're the original Hebrews and trying to claim that their Talmud or whatever it is come from derived from you know, from Moses' teaching and it didn't. I mean this is just simply an organic, you know, organic Canaanite Jew nonsense, which essentially, you know, would simply piggyback from original scripture. So you go, you go in, you have all these people claim to be Christian identity, and they have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Paradoxically, the one who probably Oh, probably knows is Dewey Tucker, but I, the last time I talked to him was about a month ago, and I was on a show, and he was talking about First John chapter 3, and I, I didn't agree with Dewey, and I said, yeah, what you say is true. We are reincarnated all the time, and we don't have free will. Without free will, we're not really responsible for everything. Yahweh's responsible for everything. So what do you need? What do you need the law for? If you're not able to choose between good and evil, what do you need the law for? Uh, what do you need Christ for? And 
Now, I didn't use the term Yahweh cabbage, but, you know, if you don't have any free will, you know, and Yahweh is in control of all things, and, hey, it's all on Yahweh. It's not on you. So what is the, what is the benefit? What is the benefit if you don't have free will, my puppy dog don't have free will, nobody has free will, then what's the point, Dewey? You know, and, no, I like Dewey. I like Dewey's knowledge, but I just cannot agree with Dewey at all. So I don't. I haven't been on his show for about, I'd say, about a month. And the reason, you know, reason is, is that in order to hear Dewey live, I have to call in, you know, by via Skype or via cell phone. And essentially, I don't want to be on Dewey's show if I'm not going to agree with him. I mean, all these people who want to agree with him, they, you know, they ought to enjoy Dewey's show without having me to essentially stink it up here with my doubts and you know, with my disagreements. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, if you don't, I mean, you know, me, I love Trolling Face Show. I, you know, I mean, Eliar is such a obvious Jew boy here. I mean, you know, but he's pretty well minding his own business. You know, I don't really bother trolling Eliar here. I I got a modem. I got a Doc3 doc three system modem here. I'm going to go ahead and replace it, so hopefully... Hopefully, I won't have to use a Tor browser or use Skype in order to listen to any talk show show. I can do it anonymously. But, uh, no, I mean, you know, that's pretty well what I've been doing. I haven't been listening too much, but I, you know, I mean, Tattered Flag told me that Bitch Boobros was back, so I went over Friday, last Friday night, and listened, and pretty well hit it that old. Mitch Buberos was uh, was a red digger, was a North you know, red digger, and but I didn't go ahead and actually fight with him. You know what I mean? Mm. You know, it's gotten to where it's gotten to where there's really no need to really you know, you know I I do not trust I do not trust Tom Bowie at all, and the reason I don't trust him is that he actually has some intelligence. You know, you know, Bitch Bubros is just simply a dumbass red nigger who's defending the Aryan nations or whatever. You know what I mean? He doesn't believe in what we say, so why does he listen to all these CI shows? The answer is he's just a card who wants to hang around here. Yeah, but, you know, Tom Bowie, Tom Bowie has some, uh, you know, he's smart enough to be dangerous. I think he is a Zog pick. I don't trust him one damn bit. You know what I mean? But on the other hand, if you don't trust him one damn bit, why sometimes you can be interested with doing you listen to him because you might learn something. You know what I mean? Hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So anyway, it sounds like you're getting a little bit tired and I'm gonna you know, I've been I've been pretty well laying on my bed collecting some fleas from poopy dogs. Anyway, uh tomorrow night I'll give him a flea bath. You know, run the fleek home through his through his little fur. You know what I mean? Yeah, how uh, how old is he? Well, poopy dog. He's eight mm-hmm. years old. And poopy dog, he's he's eight years old in human years. Let me see. Supposedly he's he's the same age as me and Rocky Roxy and and poopy dog years or something. You know what I mean? 
Well, he's pretty small, so he probably, you know, he could be uh, middle-aged, you know. No, he is middle-aged. He's a middle-aged poopy dog. <laughs> middle-aged poopy dog. Let's see. I may end up calling at night, but anyway, I had a had a fairly interesting uh, had a fairly interesting monologue. You know, pretty well talking about what's going on in the bowel movement. And let me see here. <laughs> oh heck, there's not too many people there here. It's you know, Papa Cat's always on. You know, since he's always on, we always you know, everybody thinks he's a Zogbot, okay? Morty, all your friends are merely ill. I'm I'm looking at that here. There's uh <laughs> <laughs> There's a few Nimbuster tar. There's one or two Nimbuster tars here. Uh, yeah, you gotta understand that they are what they are. So, in any case, what time is it here? I think I started the show around ten fifteen, and it's dang near three o'clock my time. So, what? You know, we've been yakking for what four hours, forty five minutes. What you What you think of old Wind anyway? What's that? What did you think of old Linda? Well, I, 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 honestly, I didn't even know it was her at first. Like, I know about her, but I, I just thought it was some woman caller I never heard before. But I guess I never really talked to her, but I didn't know who it really was, you know. Well, she hangs around. Well, she, 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 she seemed she all right, I guess. You know, she she wasn't that bad, or she wasn't that mean, or anything at all. No, but. she ain't really mean. She, I think she's lonely. I think she's lonely, and she thinks she knows a number of things, which I don't think she does. But uh, you know. <laughs> I'm hearing some bitching here in the background here from Roxy. But, no, I just, you know, I mean, after the monologue, and then, you know, Linda called in. I said, oh, well, what the hell? And she talked to him for a couple hours, and he called in. And, oh, for a little while there, I sort of halfway fell asleep. You know, then I decided to, then I decided to uh, download... Uh, Oh, download whatever free books there were here, you know, for my Kindle. And I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna go ahead and go to bed here in a half hour. I'm gonna go ahead and probably end the show as well here. So I I've fallen behind re engineering my shows. Uh Brian Rio Brian Rio is begging the judge to if he does dismiss the case to send it to Lake County, Ohio, Circuit Court, which is bullshit, I'm going to write a motion pointing out that, you know, that court does indeed have original jurisdiction because it is a it is a DMCA-based one. Now, Brian Real doesn't have jurisdiction because he doesn't obey the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. So essentially, there, I, there, this case should still be heard because I have kept the DMCA and it's about time to round up on Fink and Eli James and Legal Mamser and a few of the other characters 
who abused the Digital Millennium Copyright Act to take down a whole bunch of my web pages, uh, what, nearly five years ago. So we will hmm. see how that goes. Uh, I'm going to ask that, uh, well, essentially Brian Rio, uh, well, Brian Rio gets get sent to prison here because he has actually lied to the federal judge, but he's actually you know, find something under penalty of perjury to, you know, to these, you know, to these, uh, you know, to these, what, courts here who run this $2.99 a month web hosting here. Folks, if you end up having website, you know, web hosting here and it's, you know, it's politically incorrect content, go ahead and get a quality server like DreamHost or something which essentially will not, you know, which isn't bought by Jews. I mean, Bluehost, HostMonster, HostGator. I mean, there's about 20, 30 companies which have Internet hosting which are owned by Jews. And what happens is that when the Jews who own web hosting get the word out on you from the ADL, why, you are out on your ass. Looking up. Same way with, uh, you know, when anti-racist mongrel uh, mongrel affiliates snitch out, you're going to be out on your ass. You need to get, well, you need to get web hosting, which costs at least five or six dollars a month. You know what I mean? Yeah, did you hear about? Uh, did you hear about uh, Corn Cob and he was uh, for his the Antler North? Car- North Dakota, yeah, and he wanted to name it like Trump or something. He's going to call it Trump. I mean, essentially corn cob. Yeah, corn cob, April Gady, all these other tards, you know, Wigger Swell, you know, not so much Hattie and Meerkat, but all these, all these tards, you know, what they, you know, Trader Glenn Miller, what they got to do, what they got to do is they got to run in front, you know, every time there's a fucking parade. You know, sci-fi favor. Every time there's a fucking parade going somewhere, they got to run right in front of it in order to recreate their 15 minutes of fame. April Gady, she got a number of bites of the apple. Uh, essentially, her, her first bite was being the slut for the National Alliance. And then she got her daughters, you know, who could play, you know, guitar or fiddle a little bit. And you could sing. But they were not, I would say at best, on a good day, they were B-minus talent. You know what I mean? They had nice voices. You know, but, you know, here you have all these people, have all these people who are, what, in their 40s or 50s, and they're they're letching over some little girls who are beginning to grow tits. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm looking at them. They're not that damn good of singers here. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I don't even think, and I, and I'm pretty sure even a few years ago they kind of started, you know, smoking pot and stuff, and yeah, you know, they, they they were not they were not all that healthy here, so they're smoking pot, and I think one of them got cancer. I mean, shoot, they're not, you know, I mean, she's sucking this guy from Iceland here because here, here she is a hibernator. She's not a bad looking woman, April Gaty, but essentially here she is. She's the She's the main slut here, and she's fucking old Wiggerswill. Old Wiggerswill wants to beat her ass, but she's a feisty, you know, hybrid niggerous broad, and essentially 
Quigger Squill wants, you know, wants Pierce to get rid of April KD. You know, you thought you thought she'd given him a social disease, but she didn't. I mean, she said he had a small. She said she had a small tool, and you know, I mean, <laughs> but I mean, part of me doesn't. She had a small organ. She had a small organ. Little Quigger Squill says. Well, I may have a small organ, but I didn't know I had to play in such a great big cathedral. I may have had a, you know, a tender twig, but I didn't know it was going to be devoured by such a, a gaping beaver. I may have had, <laughs> I may have had what I made. I may have had a piper cow, but I didn't know I'd have to fly. I'd have to run it up the Grand Canyon. I mean. <laughs> I mean, but part of me thinks, like, if I was in, you know, her twins' place or whatever, just, like, she, she like, can you imagine her, having her as a mother? Like, she just seems like a bitch, you know, well, in general. She is, a, she is she is, a total bitch here. And Carl Garst went ahead and said a number of true things about her. And people, I mean, she's just simply, she's just simply a skank here. And then, you know, here comes Axis Skanky, and she doesn't like this skank, but Axis Skanky ain't white. So I ran her off. But you go you go on TV, just sort of like these info babes. You know, Megan Kelly, you know, she might be a mamsress. I go, you go look at the TV set, you see more and more of these darker, these darker, you call them beaner women or mamsresses. But what they want to do is they want to get blonde, blue-eyed women here who are pretty, and then they get a little bit older here, sort of like what happened uh, what the other morning here. And you have a wigger skank, and she's looking at this shit, oh, my God. And she said, oh, my God, that, that nigger Frank's going to come by and kill us all. <laughs> and here they are here they are talking about gun control. No, you need nigger faggot control. But right now I'm looking at some little skankist for the FPCA, and she's a cute little whigress. And essentially in order to sell something, you'll end up having young, cute little whigresses. But what you see is you see fewer and fewer and fewer of them from when I was a kid. And essentially what you're seeing is you're seeing this country fewer and fewer and fewer actual white people. And one yeah, and, and a lot of and a lot of these a lot of these so-called blonde women, you know, they dye their hair, and a lot of them, like even Meg, Megan Kelly, like you know, have dark brown eyes, you know, and yeah, she and they get these like fake well tans, you know, they they get these fake tans, like these orange tans, they look like oompa loompas, you know. <laughs> yeah, and so are they real? I mean, you're looking at you're looking at this stuff here, and. You know, it's all fake. It's all it's all total. It's all just total fakery. And essentially, what Trump should ask here is that look, uh, you don't like the term anchor baby. You know, I mean, old Bush was trying to use it, but now what's an anchor baby? Well, no, what it is is there's all these people coming in to drop off their little, you know, their little mamsers or whatever. Here, the question of it is. You know, Ann Coulter said you ought to call them animal babies because that's what they are. They're just a weight. And then the question is, you know, I think that Trump will be cheated out of the Republican nomination. Or what you'll see is that you will have you will have more and more of these tards, Rand Paul, maybe Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, you know, all these other Wigger tards, these are conservative tards, they will drop out. At the end, there'll be Bush or maybe Scott Walker who will take the Republican 
nomination, Donald Trump will be pissed off, and he'll form a third party. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And so as a result, here you'll end up having this evil bitch, Hillary, and nobody wants her. And what you, what I'll see, what you'll see, is that you'll see people say, "Fuck this! Why do we need to? Why do we need to listen to this bitch? Why do we need to listen to the Republicans? I mean, they've had plenty of time to defund Obongo Care, haven't they? Mm-hmm. The answer is sure they have. They've had plenty of time. Why haven't they? They have no intention of doing so. You know, both both Republicans and Democrats are just simply much the same party. They're out to fuck over white people. They believe that wiggers will last forever, and they believe that this system will last forever. But guess what? Over the last week, over the last week, what? You know, your the 401ks are becoming the what? 301ks. On the way to become 201Ks, on the way to become 101Ks. And then, like I used to joke back in 2009, they're going to become a 901K. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what they're going to become. So, as a result, you know, how are you going to keep, how are you going to keep Zog Babylon tied together? You know, the best thing that could happen with the Democrat Party is for old Joe Biden. Decide to run for president, essentially the Democrats say, fuck that bitch Hillary. And then once they say, fuck that bitch Hillary, she'll be 80 years old, you know, eight years from now, old Joe Biden wins. You're essentially trying to get, you know, I mean, you know, uh, Soros, you know, you can tell, you can tell old Bongo, old Bongo, you know, doesn't like, you know, that bitch Hillary. And essentially, old Bubba is whining and pissing and moaning. You know, whining and pissing and moaning about having Joe Biden in. Joe Biden gets in, Hillary's gone. You know what I mean? Hillary's gone. She's gone. I mean, essentially, she's done for. You know what I mean? Well, to be honest, I'd like you know either one of them because because you know I think if I think if Trump got on got in, you know, uh, personally, like I, I I don't want him to. I, you know, for me personally, that would be like you know my worst nightmare, and uh, because oh yeah, oh well, the Daily Stormer, oh Trump's gonna save America and send all the Mexicans back. No, it's 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 just no, like you no, know. No, no, no. What's going to send Mexicans back here? I mean, if they really want to, I mean, yeah, build the Great Wall of Trump. Really, for all practical purposes, they really want to get rid of the Mexicans. They have something called E-Verify. I mean, essentially. Where's your papers? Where is your birth certificate? Where I mean, most of these beaners who come in, they end up having, you know, they end up having five IDs. You know, they have five IDs. Essentially, second-generation beaners are total criminals here. First-generation beaners know they don't belong to this country. They have a tendency to be polite. They have a tendency to work hard as long as they can until they get old, and then they get on Social Security, and then, you know, essentially, Social Security is doomed here. The disability fund is doomed. All this shit is doomed here. And what they're talking about is they're arguing about raising the rate from essentially 0% interest. Well, how can you pay for a pension fund if there's no interest coming in to pay for it? But on the other hand, what they did is they borrowed this money, and any time it goes up to 1%, 2%, 3%, 4%, Guess what? Now you can't pay for it. 
you know, if the Chinese, the Chinese, they, they have this market crash. Now it's come in to where they're, I mean, essentially the same, you have the same conditions as if it's 2008 again. And during the last, what, week or so, you had it go down to what, that down to 1,500 down, and then it went back up by 500. So you, you end up having this plunge protection. But, hey, all you have is just high-frequency trading. It doesn't mean anything. There's nothing behind it. There's no, there's really no jobs. Now, what Trump is talking about is, you know, putting some tariff walls. He's talking about doing a number of things. But you know, I don't think he's going to become the Republican nominee. You know, maybe it'd be best if that bitch Hillary becomes a Democrat nominee because what you'll have is you'll end up having a civil war quick enough here. You go ahead and you listen to these critters talking about gun control. They can talk about gun control, but, you know, talk about soft tyranny. But what happens if white men decide to say, fuck it? You have, what, three, four hundred million guns in this country? You have, what, one million pigs? How's that going to work out? Hmm? You have, yeah, you it's have, just, what, I, 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 I guess have, my worst... You have, you have what? Four million? You have four million nigger criminals for felons? They're talking about giving nigger votes, you know, higher things, talking about letting nigger felons vote. Can you imagine can you imagine everybody pissing you know, what they're scared talking about gun control? But here is a nigger faggot who essentially walked up, walked up. You've seen the video, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Walked up, walked up when he's within, what, six feet? And you can't go ahead and keep the nigger faggots from coming up to you because that would be politically correct. He has a gun. And you don't see it until it's time to go bang, bang, bang with it. Can you imagine what these Jew boys and these, you know, wigger, you know, these rich wiggers, can you imagine that could have been their child here? That's why I love what happened the other day. It could be, and it was your child here. That's why I'm gloating about what happened the other morning. Isn't that a good thing? These people are now in the same boat. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and there are a lot of, you know, people will see it. They're going to have to say, oh, oh, it's not just, you know, Dylan, you know, they're not just Dylan Roof going to the nigger church, you know, uh, they're they're gonna have to see it and and face the facts that you know there's you know niggers like this. Niggers, I mean, and and, and it's making national it's news. It's making national news only because you know he was part of the he was part of the media and he took a video. But uh, you know if if it was different circumstances, you know, I mean, can you imagine if the roles were reversed? It would have been like a whole another Dylan Roof all over again. You know then. And they'll probably talk well, about it for a few Ruff, more days, and then and then you won't hear much about it. No, you will. I don't know. You may hear something about it. You're still hearing about You did hear that Walmart has decided to you know, no longer sell long guns, haven't you? Walmart's not going to sell long guns. It's not going to sell rifles and shotguns no more. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. They just came out, what, a day or so ago. 
Well, you so, know, out here in the East Coast and the in the Northeast, I mean, shit, that they probably don't even sell toy guns out here, so I don't know. Okay, well, I don't know if you have a Walmart on Long Island. Oh, oh well, we we do out here. I'm just saying, uh, uh, you know, and I know that like down south and stuff, like where you're at, like you know, there, I guess you could you could literally, you know, buy literal the guns Neosho there, store, but the Neosho store is store number seventeen. They have about three thousand stores. The Neosho store is seven. The store number seventeen. Mhm. Yeah, so what does that tell you? It was the seventeenth store. <laughs> <laughs> of what? Two, three thousand? So any case, uh no, you you have oh by the way, there's a tropical storm headed to uh you know, to uh you know, to Florida and so Terracine says and ten years ago why Hurricane Katrina came in and flooded, flooded out, you know, the nigger, you know, nigger town at the end of the, you know, especially at the anus, the anus of the Mississippi River, you know, the place where, what, two-thirds of Ameriqua drains here from the eastern continental divide to the western continental divide, you know, the Missouri flows into Mississippi. And then about 100 miles down the, you know, down the road, the Ohio flows into the Mississippi. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen where the Ohio joins the Mississippi? Yeah, I think so. Okay, it's majestic here. Uh, far more majestic than Missouri. Missouri is a good-sized river. You know, and joins the Mississippi. You know, which is in the middle, and the Ohio joins it here, and it's just. It's just like you know being in a you know in an internal lake here. You can see the shore, you know, a mile or so off here. You know what I mean? 